This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Please note that any comments, jokes, questions, maybe... Anything that we say on the history of bad ideas is all in good fun. And remember, we insult everybody. Our thoughts, opinions, questions, anything else, actions that we do on the show do not reflect any of our employers, organizations, advertisers, or anyone else that is associated with the history of bad ideas. And remember, at the end of the day, it's just a joke. History of Bad Ideas, episode number 219. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. I'm Blake. And Jim the Power Bottom is not here this week. No, he had things more important to do than our regularly scheduled episodes. In his defense, he was on the panel to decide if they're going to renew Roy Moore's uh, sex trafficking court on Nickelodeon again for season three. Well, I know he's all for it, so. That's true. So we'll see if that happens. It's a shame that guy, you know, really went off into oblivion. No, it isn't. What about Jim? I heard. (laughs) I heard if Nickelodeon doesn't pick it up, I believe the the pedophile channel is. Oh, that's good. That's good. Is that like Trump's gorilla channel? No, it's called Rural TV. Oh wow! (laughs) You're making fun of every person who lives rurally now. I live rurally. I know. So I can say that. Oh, I get it. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the meth channel. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm silly. Can I take that joke back? Nope. No, we're going to go back and delete all that, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, it's deleted. Yeah, look at that. Best deletion man in business. All right, that's why we pay you an IOUs. That's right. Just uh, good just... money. Uh, we are here this week. No guest. It's just old school. It's us three. Uh, well, old school. We've only been doing this as us three for like 190 episodes. Um, eh, nobody's Give counting. or take. Give or take 200. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Blake, have you watched The Walking Dead? Yes, actually, that's what I wanted to talk about this evening. I've I've been able to watch all three within the past week. Let me tell you, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't fucking care about this uh, show. Not not Hobie anymore. I'm talking Walking Dead. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got. I feel like Jeff right now that I'm just don't care. My God, is these these three episodes since they came back have been awful. Mm, yeah. I just don't care. We spent... Yeah, no, we could talk about spoilers because Jim isn't here. That's right. Spoilers. Yeah. Jeff, hold on. I know you're eight seasons behind, but be careful. I don't know. You going to be okay with that? 
I'll just have to stop paying attention. Let me know when you're done. Okay. Well, you know what? You're kind of like the writers of The Walking Dead. They've stopped paying attention, too. So you're in the same boat. So you're saying I could get a job. You probably could. Okay. Can can we start off with the first question, with the first episode? Yes. Back for the second season, or second Second half half of the season. What is the motivation for the writers to kill off Carl? Carl! What's the motivation? There is no motivation. The motivation is to get rid of the actor. Were they trying to get I think all? That's what they were trying to could do. Could be because he's hit puberty and he's going to be a young man soon. Uh, I think there was some issues behind the scenes between the writers and him. Maybe not him, but his dad. His dad was typical Hollywood uh, father, getting yeah. in the business. I think that could be it. So they're going to punish the boy for his dad. Well, the rumor was that he was going to go off to college in real life. No, in the movie, in the show, he's going off to college. Sorry, Dad. Zombie, you. I don't want to fight zombies, Dad. I'm going to college. I'm going to be a journalist. Oh dear God! Talk about dead career. I'm going to be an S. I'm going to major in social justice. You can do zombies. That's not my life. Those zombies have been oppressed for way too long. What about them, Dad? They don't make the decisions on their own. They're just following their instincts. I don't understand, Dad. I don't want to be like you. Okay, moving on. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Anyways, so, uh, yes, uh, I think that could be part of it, but they thought he was going off to college. Then he said, no, I'm going to stay around for at least a year, uh-huh. and then the following week they said, you're dead. I thought they were trying to get all games of throny on us. Well, supposedly there's other major characters that might be killed off. Maggie... Uh, wants to be paid the same as Rick and um, Daryl yeah. in real life, and they are kind of balking at it because AMC has been kind of cheap. Well, that's what happens when you got a good hit TV show, yeah. and they're making a lot of money, and well, the actors say, can I have a pay raise, please? And the, the channel, the owners of the show say, no, screw you, man. We're making a lot of money. Because I think uh, Rick and Daryl both make 500000 per episode. Mm-hmm. And I think Maggie Cohen uh, only made, or not Maggie, um, what's her real life name? I forget. Um, Maggie. She, is it Maggie? Yeah. Okay. Uh, she, <laughs> for purposes of the show. She's for Maggie. For purposes of this podcast. We're right until proven wrong. That's correct. Uh, she, she wants to be paid like them, which I don't blame her. Well, she, isn't she supposed to become a main character? Yes. Because now she's running the hilltop. In the comic book, she's a very big character. Yeah. So, and I think AMC's scoffing at it. So she called their bluff and... Is starring in a new ABC pilot TV show, mm-hmm. and they said it will not interfere with her Walking Dead if oh, she chooses to. No, no, no! It's gonna be. It's always sunny in Alexandria Hilltop. Oh, with Glenn uh, Howerton. That's right. They're gonna have, put it on indefinite hold. Have you guys watched AP Bio? I have not. We, What's AP Bio? It's a show with the Glenn sh- Howerton. Oh. He, it's basically School of Rock. Oh, that's the one he... Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's his the show. one he I left thought, to I thought do. this was a channel. No. no. <laughs> I was like, AP Arts and what biography? No, no. <laughs> Real quick. Arts uh, and Playcraft biography? He moves to Toledo, Ohio, because his mom dies, and he doesn't He uh, doesn't get... Um, what is the thing at, in colleges where you get you're the professor? Accredited? No, not tenure. 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 He didn't get a tenure. His uh, his uh, enemy did. So he basically went off and slugged the guy and got fired from Harvard. So mm-hmm. now he's teaching AP Bio, and basically the whole class is not AP Bio. He's teaching them how to get revenge on his enemy. Ooh. Which so there's no safe spaces there. No, no. Okay. But we're about four episodes in, and my wife and I have looked at It's been on that long? It's actually like seven episodes in. They did back-to-back a couple of times. Really? Because oh, okay. of the Olympics 
Kind yeah, of, I, just, I uh, thought like there was like one or maybe two episodes. Damn it, the Olympics ruined everything. Well, I don't. Just ask, just ask South Korea in about five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Patton Oswalt is the principal in it. But it's my wife and I looked at each other after the last episode, and we looked at each other and we're like, I don't know what this show is going to become. Like, I don't know what the end game is. Because, yeah, can like, he do that multiple years? I, like, yeah, <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's funny. Like, he's mm-hmm. a funny character in it. Patton Oswalt is okay in it. But it's like, I don't know if you can make this a series. They're going to have to, like, if it goes on to multiple seasons, yeah. they're going to have to, like, bring in a new crop of students every year, right? I don't know. And it's like, you I mean, it's not going to be, like, class. head of the class where the smart kids are in high school for seven years. Well, it's, I don't know. Well, and, they weren't really smart. Well, they were for television standards schools. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's just say this, though. Uh, I don't think they have to worry about that because the ratings are abysmal. So <laughs> I, I don't think it's coming back. Glenn Harrington might be coming back to Sunny. You know, they should start bringing, like, characters like Mac on there. And <laughs> play as Mac. <laughs> play as, they should just meld the two together. <laughs> so, like, so he really didn't go off to Denver to raise his illegitimate <laughs> child. He actually went to Toledo. Which is probably worse than mm. any other city. Is that what they say? No, he didn't on... go to Detroit. No, that's true. That's true. Did they write that on It's Always Sunny? He moved to Denver? Yeah, to take care of his little... Oh, I missed cup. that. Yeah. Um, I must have missed a couple episodes at the end of the right. The good news is I'm glad that Jeannie from Hobie's uh, hometown of Toledo is getting recognition on a national front, like on a sitcom. Well, her hometown's outside of Toledo. Toledo. Anyway. Isn't she like an extra on that show? Yeah, I think she is. <laughs> She's one of the students. I think her credit is Jeannie from Hobie. <laughs> <laughs> She's a student. If Riverdale could have 40-year-old men on it, so can she. <laughs> She's only 27, though. Anyways, um, Anyways, we're talking about The Walking Dead, yes. and that's our review. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this past week's episode, I don't give a shit. You spent an hour with Preacher Boy. Uh, well, hold on a second. We're not done talking about Carl. Carl. I just wanted to talk about how painful that episode was. It was basically an hour of Carl dying. Yeah. He's like, uh, I, I just want you to know that uh, I'm writing these letters. Uh, these are my last wishes. Uh, and it got to the point, I was like, fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can we just get this over with? It was a worse death oh, than Trinity in man. the Matrix. They, they drug it out. I mean, I understand they're trying to be dramatic and everything about it, and he's going away, and he's a major character, but they drug it out for so long. Like, it was an hour ah, and 23 minutes. minutes. It could have been done in three. All of that was the death scene? <laughs> Most of it. Pretty much. Wow. They had some side things. One hour and 19 minutes, because you had commercials. <laughs> <laughs> it was about 80, about 40 mm. minutes of a TV show. Oh, my God, it was horrible. It was so rough. And then, See, here's the issue. I knew it was going to be a bad episode because I put it on our Facebook page that you saw Rick's crying eyes in the first scene. Mm. You know that's a bad scene. That's a bad show, that episode. Yeah. And then it just kept going his, his and going. Bloodshot marijuana eyes. Yes. Like, the only right? positive is that Carl killed himself at the end, so no one else had to. Spoilers. Yeah, he died. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. I knew he died. I didn't realize how. He wasted a bullet. I know. God. So. Yeah, he could have just used a pointy stick. And was that some that. horrible crying by Judith the baby? That wasn't real crying. Yeah, that know. was not crying. They like so dubbed it. To get a new actress for that. Horribly now. The three-year-old. It was a horribly dubbed. Whatever. Crying. Whatever twins or triplets they're using for that baby. <laughs> they need to it get new not, ones. Can we get Mary Kate Ashley Olsen? Yeah, let me just like say, it's no Olsen twins running that show. <laughs> they look like babies. Olsen so put twins. them on. 
So you're yeah. saying they probably used like a baby doll they found in the No, 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 game. it wasn't American Sniper. No. <laughs> no, I mean but the the ones that cry, the fake crying babies, you just yeah. pull the string it and it went, it was pull the string. It was like, oh, she's not crying. So Daryl grabs her, and then she starts crying with her back to the camera. I was like, that looked. That's because Daryl pinched her. That's right. It was not good. That's right. So yes, there's first episode. Second episode. Second episode. Uh, you know, you have uh, His Majesty ripping off Shakespeare lines, and you're just Ugh. like, shut the hell up, man. Thing is, I can never seen doing it once or twice, but you know, now when you're a captain, oh, you shall rewrite your what? Shut up! I like Ezekiel. Yeah, Ezekiel's all right, but you know his uh, his um, what's his name? The nemesis uh, from the Negan's yes. clan. That guy who was in charge of yeah. you know keeping the kingdom in in line. Not like was it not like Simon for the garbage folk or whatever? Or in, in no, Hilltop. it is Simon. Well, Simon for the garbage people in Hilltop, right? Yeah, you know this. What's his name? I forget. So, I don't even know. Shut up, man. And I am writing my own history, and you are dead. I'll name him Lyle. Lyle. Yeah, Lyle sucked. He was horrible. And was again, horrible acting. And funny. again, the, bo- the the kids in this show can do more than the adults, because the adults have to sit around monologuing. They have to sit around monologuing and then pontificating and then trying to moralize things, and kids just come up and go, kill him. Yeah, done. <laughs> Can we just talk about the third last Oh, my God, the third Sundays. episode. Yes, okay, Gabriel and the Doctor. Oh, my God. When they started God. laying it on thick, you know, Jesus. about, you know, God's hand of God and intervention and all that, de- predestination and everything. I, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be a horrible ending because they're just setting him up for the worst possible thing that could happen. Uh, yeah, and I kept watching this, and I'm going, I don't care about Gabriel the way, spoilers, he dies in the comic books mm. is so fitting. I don't think they're going to kill him in the in the TV show. because Not I think, yet. But he's going blind? Yeah. You know, I, and the best part is Josh McDermott's character, Eugene. Eugene. Yeah, I thought I found my purpose in life. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> sort out these shells. It's good to see <laughs> Eugene's back to being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Every week it goes up and down. I think he's bipolar, he but goes, I like it. He goes up and down. And he got the little red hottie, uh, Nagin's hottie. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up? And he's like... Oh, you need to be wearing eye protection in the working on the line. I like in the a space, sandwich, and I want a sandwich and go make it for me now. I, I was like, "Ooh, how's that fit into the Me Too movement?" I feel like Eugene is the very smart Forrest Gump. I feel like he's the smart Forrest Gump. He unfortunately is a, a survivor who's willing to do what it takes to yes. survive, regardless of. But we spent fifty his friends or an hour and five minutes of this episode for the doctor to die. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't God intervent- in- intervening. Mm-hmm. Gabriel to cry and go become, you know, a bullet. Realize that God has forsaken him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then we, and did you like his Lando, or uh, I mean Han Solo being blind shooting the Sarlacc pit monster? Instead uh, he was shooting the zombie off the, oh the doctor. Oh my gosh, that was so. It was, it was predi- straight well, out of one, Return of the Jedi. It was straight predictable. Yes. Because he knew it was going to happen. And who's not looking for bear traps? Come on, Doctor. Yeah. I'm going to walk right to the car. Now let me see. He can't read the sign that says, beware traps everywhere, but the blind guy can. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I did think the only good part was uh, the swamp that the uh, Daryl had to lead the group through the swamp. I thought yeah, that was kind of cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, visually, I thought that was cool. Uh, mm-hmm. So we spent an hour. Yeah. In Dwight's side story. <sighs> Can you know, we horrible, horrible, I'm on your side. I don't trust him. I'm going to kill him. Oh I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. Hey, who wants to help me out? Take this knife. 
take this. Now you're just like, oh my god, this is horrible. I mean, you, at that point, let me have the gun. I'll shoot him. Yeah, Can exactly. Or, or why didn't Dwight just say, here, just give me the knife. Oh, yeah. Slip my own throat. Uh, Done. If I had to be around these people, I think I would kill myself, too. Yeah. My God. And then, and then the fact that at the very end, Dwight runs to the front of the crowd, and I'm like, um, when's everyone going to jump Dwight? Yeah, and why wouldn't you sit in the back? <laughs> when's everyone going to jump Dwight and say, here's the traitor? Uh, and I thought that the whole time, so you had Gabriel, which was a waste, and the whole thing yeah. was leading up to we're doing biological weapons with Negan. We couldn't have done this like 20 minutes ago, 40 minutes ago. some medieval shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been a rough, rough second half of the season. God has forsaken this world. The show. And the show. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Gabriel. Jeff, you're back. You jerk. We done? Yeah, I guess. I did like your name, Lyle. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. On a positive, Westworld comes back next month. That is good. And it's been Legion. Way too long. And Legion. Oh, that's next month already? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, that's like less than them. It's like two, three yeah. weeks. So um, April 3rd. Is so, that when Legion is? Yeah, Legion. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'll be watching that. Yep. Yes. We won't be recording that night. It's great. Because I'll be recording the WrestleMania Hobie episode. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, I see. With On that Monday with Chris. Uh-huh. So you're doing your own side project. Yes. You're doing your own album. Call me Yoko. Yeah, that's right. This is how groups break up, Jason. I'm not breaking up. No one else wants to do wrestling. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe it's more like Kiss, where they like release albums that everybody does, but they're solo albums. You know, yeah, like, that's it, true. You guys do game. You know, when Duran Duran did me. take a break and do the Power Station Arcadia, when they did come back, they were a better group, although smaller in number. I'm sorry, it's that's not my true. fault that your show, Game of Thrones, is <laughs> gone for three years. Dude, they just threw in like $20 billion towards four or five spinoffs. Yes. It's not three or four anymore. Now all of a sudden it's like up to five. Well, is it Netflix that's doing it? Because they're just in, no, they're losing HBO. money off their price, so they can throw it in. It's HBO. Apparently they're, you know, filthy rich in money. Do you think it's going to, their Game of Thrones spinoffs will actually, do you think people will watch or do you think they're done after Game of Thrones? If you base oh, I think them, people will watch. If, so you, you, if you base them not, on. It's Stories from the Night of the Seven Kingdoms prequels, Dunkin' Egg. They're not. And you, if you base them on, you know, some of the history that's in Westeros or some of the characters people know, I think they would be guaranteed a minimum number of crowd of, you know, fans of, uh, you know, George R. 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 Martin. Yes. Do you think, though, HBO only does original program on Sunday nights? In theory. Well, yeah. Do you really? Th- I have never noticed that before. Really? really? Are you being serious? Yeah. Yeah, they only do Sunday nights. Well, then again, now that I think about it, there's only two programs HBO's done that I've watched. Sex and the City and Divorce? Yes. Okay. Oh, I mean, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Westworld and Game of Thrones. Okay. I don't think I've ever watched another HBO show. I like uh, last week's At least when it came out, I used to watch, you know... I would watch stuff years later mm-hmm. and catch up, but those are the only two I watched as they were being done. And I didn't start Game of Thrones until, like, season three live. But I watched those on video. But if you're having all these spinoffs of Game of Thrones, do you think it's time for them to kind of maybe do it on different night, too? Because otherwise, that's going to be... Unless you do a spinoff... And then do a different spinoff. Oh, no, do a spinoff for like two months, and then another spinoff for like two months. You could do five of them for ten months. Yeah, I guess you could. I was just wondering. I'm just wondering. You know, maybe you could do a Westworld spinoff, Future World. No, but the problem is what uh, Blake was saying. There is George already said he's not giving the Duncan Egg stories. He's not giving anything about Robert's Rebellion. 
So they might go back to prehistory of Westeros. But he said those two things specifically are not up for Because he wants to tell them his way and doesn't want to. In 18 years when he gets around to writing it. Well, I don't know. I think he's writing those before he finishes Game of Thrones. <laughs> or Probably. Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> You know, maybe after the HBO show surpassed him, he was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> I don't need to finish this book. I just made $100 million. Fuck this. Exactly. <laughs> what are they going to do? Be mad at me? I'm going to eat more like, pancakes. Like, I put so much stuff in, and I can't find a way out of it, so I'll just die. It's the George and Lucas version. <laughs> That's the and, guy that did The Wheel of Time. What was his name? Jordan? Yeah. yeah. He did, like, 12 books and died before he could finish the last one. Is that the one that the whole world was on the back of a turtle or something? No, no, that's the uh, Douglas Adams uh, Discworld. Oh, okay. Office. Have and you ever read those? Oh, yeah. Are they good? Oh, I love them. Really? I doubt you will, but... Well, I know that. I know yeah. I wouldn't, but... I don't mock you. I'm just asking. No. Did Did you ever read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Yes, very... When I was in high school, I okay. think. It's, it's the same type of sense of humor, but yeah. put in a... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, the the medieval magical uh, what's the word realm for? Yeah, whatever. Okay, no fantasy. Fantasy. Okay, fantasy. <laughs> the the not real. Word. Yeah, <laughs> fiction. You know the thing that's nonfiction, but not nonfiction. What is it called? Hillary Clinton's campaign. No, it, it's like nonfiction, but it's, it's not, not not it's not real. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> oh, fiction. Uh, I watch. We watch Good Girls on NBC. Uh, it's about oh. the three women that uh, start ro- that rob a grocery store to help them out. I watched the first episode. Did you like it? It was all right, but I don't know if it's something I'll keep up with. Uh, it was. It's kind of interesting. Uh, I think it's different. My wife did ask me. She's like, "What channel is this on? This does not seem like an NBC show." You're right. It does not. Uh, it, it's enjoyable. Um, I liked it though. I, I I I'll give it a couple episodes. See where it goes. I like the leads. Enough. And, and Matthew oh, yeah. Lillard's in it. No, he was terrible, though. It's Matthew Lillard. Yeah, but he was terrible in that. I never wanted to see Matthew Lillard go down on a woman, and I got to see that, so that was awesome. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I like Retta. I always like her Parks and Rec. uh, Christina Hendricks is fun. Yeah, she's good. And uh, you got her. Who the other girl is? Yeah, Egg. What's her name? Oh, God, now I forgot her name, but she was in uh, Arrested Development. Oh, okay. As the person. Oh, Meg. Egg. Uh, no. Who? <laughs> Her? <know>. Her? <laughs> you know there's money always in the banana hammocks. There, there, are, there is money in my <laughs> banana hammock. Is that what it's called? <laughs> but only once. Uh, anybody have or a... $2 bills, depending on what. <laughs> $2, $2. Anybody got any ups? I got an up. What's that? Uh, Jessica Jones season two. Did you like it? You um, got four, a little... four episodes in. Okay. But I'm enjoying it. It kind of, you know, pretty much takes... Up from where season one left off. Okay. You know, several months later, boom, here we are. We got a Chris Richardson uh, review later on Ooh. for that one. Uh, Blake, what's your up this week? Uh, same Adam 76. Okay, some beer. I like it. Good. I'll have to try it. Uh, is it a limited release? Yeah, I think it's like uh, one of the seasonal things, kind of like okay. the Cold Snap. This is their spring version, which means it's, uh, let's see, spring started. That means they're probably going to go into summer ale here yeah, real that, quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've noticed the summer shandies are now popping up on tap. I'm what? like, we're not even into spring yet. Exactly. It's snow snowing today. Snow hasn't yeah. stopped falling yet. And the problem with that is they leave before the beginning of August. 
The Shandies? Uh, yeah, or, or yeah. within the first week or two of August. I'm like, but it's still hot out. I want a Shandy. Why is it no longer on tap? But Greg. I don't need it in March. I need it in August. I need a Shandy, Greg. Who's Greg, your bartender? I don't know. What's the one that you always say? But I oh. you always oh, want. Cra- Craig? Greg, yeah. yeah. Craig, <laughs> I need a Shandy. <laughs> What's that from? That was uh, Craig Shoemaker, the comedian, was uh, Magic Johnson's uh, oh, that's co-host right. or sidekick that's on right. the Magic Hour for at least a couple weeks. Until he got fired. <laughs> because he kept insulting potential guests. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. My up this week, uh, I got my PlayStation, so I'm okay. Got right. my new PlayStation. You, you can live now? Yeah, sure. Uh, I got uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 with it. Came with the system. And? It's good. Uh, it's good that EA reduced the amount it cost to get characters, uh, and they gave a lot of free ones away because they realized they fucked up. So that's nice. Luke Skywalker is only 6000 to open, or 9000 or 10000 or something. Yay! Um, which isn't bad. Uh, it's enjoyable, though. It's a lot better than the first one. It's smoother. Um, and I do like that if you're, if you're playing, like, the global galactic war when there's 80 people on screen with you, there's... You're the bad guys the first time or second time, whatever, and then you switch sides. So it is nice that you play the same map twice, one, uh, and you have different objectives both times because you're a good guy or a bad guy. So that's kind of fun. I like that. What if you're a gray Jedi? Not a gray Jedi. Why not? I like gray Jedis. Well, I will say, though, I was finally getting the hang of it as a, one of the bad guys, a, a stormtrooper, and I'm running through, and next scene with the first, uh, what is that, the bad guys in the new move, the trilogy? Uh, first Alliance or whatever that is, the, the Nazis. New Anyways, Order. Yeah. New Order, whatever. The Republicans? Yeah. <laughs> down the hall. And so I'm doing well. I kill like four people. I'm running down the, the hall, and here comes Ray with the blue lightsaber and chops me in half. I'm like, oh, there it goes that. <laughs> Damn force. I'm like, oh, I almost had a shot. <laughs> but you got four killed before you got I chopped. did, and I, you respawn, but it's like, yeah. I was doing really good, and then Ray comes. Damn it. And I try shooting her with my blaster. It's like, this is not going to end well. <laughs> you should have played a Supreme Leader Trump. Uh, and you could have grabbed her. Never mind. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. It was funny, though, because uh, I didn't realize what side I was on, so I kept shooting my own team, and you just heard over the intercom from the computer because yeah. you can't really talk to anybody like other players, which is really nice unless you're in a private group with the people. Oh, okay. Which is great. But you hear, like, where to go with over your right. intercom and the thing. Your hit rate's too good. Uh, they're like, uh, I kept shooting this one guy because I didn't realize he was on the on my team. And they kept saying, uh, we got a traitor in the mist. We got a traitor in the mist. I was like, my bad. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not traitor, just stupid. It's my first time. So that's, I, I'll give that an up. Don't really have a down. Don't really have a down. So I've got another up. What's that? Daylight savings. Oh, that's my down. That's my up. I don't want any more hours of daylight. I do. I want more. I hate it. I, I like driving over here when I can actually see. It's still kind of light. I know. It's weird. I don't like it. I don't like it. You no. know, I had a good meme. It was from the um, you know, Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. That's the five-fingered man. We just sucked an hour from your life. How do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd rather have winter and mm-hmm. darkness. No. Hello, darkness, my old friend. You said to blathe. <laughs> well, all right. I have a down actually. I actually got sucked into my cousin Rachel, my cousin Rachel, 2017 with Rachel Vice. Has nothing to do with her name being Rachel. Okay. 
at the same time, but basically is based on a, like a Victorian England story on a on a not a true story, on an actual novel. Fiction or fantasy or nonfiction? What is it? Well, what is that? That's not that's uh, nonfiction. Fiction. Yeah. There you go. And uh, essentially, what it was, you know, Rachel Weiss's character is a uh, she's a widower, and this guy, his uh, cousin, takes him in when he's a young child as kind of like a surrogate father, and they go their own ways, and he gets this message about, hey, my my young wife is, I think she's poisoning me, killing me, and he dies mysteriously, so he's going to get revenge. He's going to invite Rachel. You know, to come live with him. We actually, he inherits his estate until he turns eighteen. So he's going to a caretaker uh, from uh, what's his what's his name? Uh, Khaleesi's caretaker. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Mormont. Okay, Sir oh. Jorah Mormont. Jorah Mormont. Uh, yeah, there's like a Game of Thrones crossover. Ian, I was kind of confused. You know, because he didn't have the grayscale. Yeah, name? Ian Glenn. He didn't have grayscale in this, so I was like confused. Oh, you know. But anyways. Uh, so he takes him in, and basically the young guy, Rachel, actually turns out to be a very young bride as compared to what he thought it was, and he's going to exact revenge. Instead, he falls in love, but then there's this, like, you know, is she really a poisoner? Is she really doing it? And then you're the ending is kind of non-plussing, kind of, you know, it's like, it was horrible. And I got, <laughs> I got sucked in because I got sucked in because it's Rachel Weisz, you know. Yeah. You know, she's a nice, she's a good actress mm-hmm. and good-looking lady, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I'll watch Rachel Weisz on the screen. And I also, I was really disappointed. You was know, this on the whole plot. Uh, it was on... Or uh, Amazon direct, or something. Direct TV. It was, oh. I, you know, I was, um, it was, it was on this past weekend. I was in a hotel in Columbus for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And so I just got sucked into watching it because I had nothing else to do. I'm like, all right. And then you're like, man, I wish I had something else to do now. I, it left me wanting more. I, I really wish, you know, I, when it got done, I was like, you know, I really wish the director and the writers would have taken a more, you know, positive, you know, decision on mm-hmm. a direction with whether she did it or not. But it was so boring and clueless up until the last minute. And then you're like, oh, they decided, was like, ah, they drag this out for 45 minutes and go, okay, oh, one minute, we're going to wrap it up. Ah. And so I, I start. So I do. So they I, actually gave an answer, or it was left not ambiguous. Not really. Okay. They just ended they it. They just ended it. Oh, you know moral ambiguity. You know, yeah, the calling card of early 18th yeah, century literature. Victorian literature. Yeah. <laughs> so I go on IMDb.com because I want to look this up and read the plot. I'm like, did I miss something here? And I realize it's based on an actual story, which was basically the same thing. And then depending upon who writes the writes the review, is a oh this follow the book is always so much better. Or the other one is like oh my gosh this was better than the book. And you're like what I don't know what's going on. But, <laughs> so you got but no the, answer. The general undertone was this really sucks. We really wish there was a definite answer of a point of whether so read she the was book. or not. The book poisoning. will tell you. No, one of the reviews. I'm just like one of the reviews was just as boring as the book. You don't know if she did it or not. So <laughs> it's like the Switzerland of movies. It doesn't yeah, take a side. Pretty, pretty much. Okay. Uh, I have no doubts besides daylight savings. Fuck that. Uh, let's see. Sport. Uh, we had Twitter poll of the week. You can follow us at Bad Ideas Podcast. Uh, we're also on Geek Life Radio. They're getting revamped. Their website is getting revamped. Take a look at them. Geek Life Radio. Make, Jeff, make sure you put our show up there. Yeah. Are they uh, deleting us? No. <laughs> 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central, and then uh, we're also on Nerdly.co.uk. Good day, Governor. Um, Cheeky Monkeys. Anyone else? No, nothing. Hello, Becca. My Black Lightning reviews are up there. Game On reviews. We oh, look, me some haggis. <laughs> <laughs> My son and I review uh, board games, uh, tabletop games, so uh, take a look. 
And uh, we're also on Danger Entertainment. Danger, Danger. Entertainment. Tangent Bound Network. And uh, WeBeGeeksPC.com. So there you go. Uh, we're also on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and uh, until it goes bankrupt, iHeartRadio. I'm proud that we took that station down. Yeah, I liked iHeartRadio. They did yeah. great for us. That's right. When they sold all their Bitcoin and invested in Hobie IOUs. Yes, it went downhill. It went downhill. Uh, but our Twitter poll of the week, what sporting event are you most looking forward to in the next month? Uh, we had NCAA Men's Tournament, which starts this week. Actually, tonight. Uh, the playing games. The playing for, <laughs> yeah. God, those don't even count. I don't care what they say. NCAA Women's Tournament, uh, Baseball Opening Day, and the Masters Golf. Uh, so, uh, Jeff, what, what did you vote for? I voted for Opening Day. I knew you would. No, like answer, but... I love me Marge Madness. Okay. Uh, in first place, 42% to 38%. This is a close one. Baseball opening day beat NCAA men's tournament. Woo! So, it was a... Yeah. Uh, the, the first game of the season is so much more important than the last game of basketball. That's how much better I like opening is. weekend of NCAA men's tournament. That's fun. And then I really could care less. It like gets less and less each yeah. week. I, I used to be I used to take like that Friday off and mm-hmm. we used to do twelve hours of beer and basketball. Yes. Do you do that, Joe? No. No. Oh. I have too many responsibilities now. <laughs> <laughs> I went to uh take off that day and then I realized I looked at the calendar and everybody at work was off except for me and like six other people and I'm like, I don't think this is gonna happen. You didn't get it in fast enough. No, I was like, I'm not even gonna ask. Uh they're like, Yeah, you probably should stay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yes, the Masters was at 16%, and women's ba- tournament was at 4%. Women's tournament, basketball tournament would be great if it wasn't UConn in it. Uh, they beat uh, UC, uh, well, they held UC women's basketball to five points a couple weeks ago at half. It was uh, 43 to 5 at halftime. So that was a rough game. Has there ever been like a bigger disparity when it comes to women's sports and making those accomplishments? I mean, are they as worthy as like you know, uh, New England Patriots almost perfect seasons or Miami Dolphin perfect seasons? I don't know because is it, I think number one fan Doug touched on this before a while back. He's like, are they, is it really that big of an accomplishment when the best players in the country go to that one place? Well, apparently it was a big accomplishment when UCLA did it in men's basketball. Again, though, but when was that? 1960 something? 50s to 60s? Exactly. Is that the same thing though? I mean, did everybody just go to UCLA? Pretty much. I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, I think there is a point. I mean, I, it's impressive that UConn has won that many, but at the same time, is there any competitor for I, them? I think having one team dominate like that for so many years, go, I mean, they went undefeated for what, almost like two, three seasons? Who, UConn? They're yeah. still winning. They're, I mean, yeah, but undefeated, they but still undefeated. lose a couple yeah. I mean, they're like, I'm, you're talking like regular season mm. play and then tournament play. Yeah. You know, on top of it, you know, I think, I don't think it says as much to the grandiose accomplishment of UConn, although it's still an accomplishment, you know, hashtag me too. But however, it says something about the rest of your competition and the state of your sport if you have that happening. Uh, Connecticut beat UC uh, in the AAC tournament. For those of you unaware, UC, when we speak, is the University of Cincinnati. Sorry, my bad. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of them out there. They beat them 75 to 21 on March 5th. Uh, let's see here. They scored five points in the first quarter, two or zero in the second quarter. 
Oh, my. Six in the third and ten in the fourth. They actually outscored UConn ten to nine in the fourth. There you go. Uh, yeah, so there you go. That was, uh, that's rough. And didn't they just have, like, the first dunk in the WNBA, like, last year? Oh, no, they did that a while yeah, back. Yeah, they did that Two years ago. Oh. And then I saw a news article talking about, you know, this WNBA player shooting threes has everybody excited about. And I'm like... Three pointers are that exciting? I guess because what they don't do it in the women's so basketball. The, 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 this goes to show I like women's basketball because they actually shoot and they can shoot well. I think it's a little more fundamentally sound. They are, but the problem is again UConn. They were number one seed in the tournament in the AAC tournament. They beat South Florida seventy to fifty four. That was the number two seed, so they beat them by sixteen. Yeah. See, the problem is there That's isn't okay. like a number two school. That yeah, like well, the on. next used ten be, best people all go. It used to. to be Tennessee. Oh, it used to be ten. Used, Tennessee used to be the well, number Tennessee one. Tennessee used to be UConn. Yeah, and then UConn took. And over. Then you but it's not like if you had like two schools that went back and forth. You know, kind of the uh, Magic Bird. If, thing if it was with more kind of like the Celtics. yeah, like the Real Madrid Barcelona. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, they also had Old Dominion used I'll to be the, good, too, didn't they? Two teams in Spain that are good? Is that what it is? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Didn't Old Dominion used to be a decent team in women's, too? I don't know. I never I mean, there was two, there was Tennessee and UConn, and then Old Dominion was somewhat there. Well, that's the thing. So how do you like this? St. Francis, Pennsylvania gets the 16th uh, seed in the women's NCAA tournament, and they play UConn. Oh, how course. would you like to be that team? Is it going to be like what, 120? If that, no. You think gonna, they'll score 20 points? I'm going 17. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's on Saturday, 11 a.m. And that's mm. the thing. I mean, what, look up. What's the uh, spread on that? I'll, I'll I'm take sure a there's bets on that. I say, you know what I think they should do? I think the winner of the women's tournament, they should play it earlier. And the winner of the women's tournament should get a uh, bid in the men's tournament. Because I'm all about equal rights. You know what I would do? Here's this. UConn, you win the championship. Everyone else, okay. We got 64 other teams that are playing for some of this. Here's your trophy. Have a good day. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see UConn in the men's tournament and see how they do. I, I bet they could probably at least make it to the Sweet 16. I don't know. Uh, but so I will get you the betting line on that, Jeff. Let's do some listener feedback. Blake, let's do some listener feedback. All right, time for some bomb listener feedback. Brought to you by the NCAA Women's Tournament. All right, so uh, we're going to start with uh, Doug. Number one fan. A-Pants. Formerly known as. Can't give yourself a nickname. He says, fun fact, just heard on another lesser podcast. What? I didn't know there were other lessers out there. But anyway, that uh, gigantic animated Disney film based on Jack and the Beanstalk which Disney has been working on for years, costing $98 million, and they just killed it because they couldn't get it right. Yeah, could you imagine spending $98 million and saying, ah, fuck it, we're shelving this? Doug just heard about that? Uh, Our Disney expert just now heard about this? No, no, this has been on for a while, listener feedback. The intern (laughs) Quasimodo just put it on. (laughs) Calm down. Well, I mean, like... He sent this to us three years ago? Uh, well, no, they finally shelved it this uh, a month ago. They've been working on it for three years. Oh, I thought it was, we talked about this years ago about it no. being shelved. No, no, no. They brought it back. Oh, they brought it back? Yeah, I mean, it, it was again. only shelved for like a, a month, and then they brought it back, and they were working on it. They kept pushing it back, the release date, I think is what you're thinking. No, I remember them saying they shelved it. Well, flat out shelved. They were hoping to get it out soon, and then they, fi- they finally officially shelved it. Uh, they said... 
You know, other movies have been shelved, like Frozen was shelved for a while. There's a couple of them. They come back. But that $98 million. Again, it's Jack and the Giant Beanstalk. Nobody fucking cares about that story. If you can get it right, they would. Ugh. How can you not get it right? Uh, they, Little boy gets conned for beans and money and a cow. Well, the the idea in this one is the guy goes, or and I don't goes, know if it's a kid or a guy. Then he tries to make up for his loss by going stealing other people's property. Exactly. Yeah. The giant was mad. You know why? Because he stole his fucking golden yeah, egg exactly. and goose. It wasn't his. And harp. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Jack meant well. You know. Yeah. Took care of his family and mom because so you know Hitler. he lost the you know the cow. I don't, I don't think Hitler meant well. No, I don't think he did either. No, no. I guess that was a bad, bad, yeah. bad yeah. example. A bad analogy. Nick Cage. Nicholas Cage means well too. Doesn't mean mm. he doesn't make shitty films and decisions. Mm. How about that? We go from Hitler to Nicholas Cage. Yeah, but <laughs> if you're if if you're saying. Jack should be forgiven, like Nicolas Cage, then I cannot be sympathetic Sorry. towards that character. Well, this one in Gigantic, uh, basically, he would go up, there's a female uh, giant that he becomes friends with, and then... And it just... Okay, they couldn't get it right. I understand. And then mm-hmm. and then the bad guys were giant, super giants that were double their size, and they said they could never figure out how so to get the... BFG? Pretty much. Big okay. fucking giant. They said uh, they could never get the bad guys right. I'm like, ah, oh, great. So it was another good dinosaur. Well, that's because Jack is the bad guy, to be honest. <laughs> he squished in the first 10 minutes of getting up there. The end. <laughs> Came over. I know. You know, Jack is basically an unwanted visitor in this uh, make-believe giant land, and he's there. Never mind. Stop it. Down the hole. What else we got here? Stop it. Go on. Bad jokes. Just bad jokes. All right, from uh, Home Video Hustle. Said, uh, what are some movies you hate that everyone loves? And uh, we got some responses for to Home Video Hustle from our listeners that made it into our listener feedback in responding to Home Video Hustle, who originally gave us a question for our feedback. That's how it works. Exactly. And they like told it. two friends, and they told two friends, and so on. <laughs> and, so and so on. And they sold shampoo. Yes. Uh, brought to you by Alberto V05. All right. Mark James says, Donnie Darko in any of the Bourne movies I'll pass on. I don't blame them. The, the... Nah, I liked Donnie Darko and most of the Bourne movies, but hey, to each their own. Yes. The uh, Bourne movies are good, but I can't get past the fight scenes with the cameras shaking. Oh, yeah, the Paul Greengrass. Mm-hmm. But the first one. First one was good. Uh, when uh, Lyman or whatever the direct Doug Lyman, yeah, I think was the director. I liked that one better than the Paul Greengrass sequels. Did you ever see the one with Jeremy Renner? I never did. I didn't either. I was wondering how that was. The last one looked decent. The Born something or other. The Born Supremacy. Yeah, Born no. Past Born Supremacy. Born Legacy, I think. Born yeah, Legacy. The Born Supremacy Reborn. Yes, Reborn. That's. <laughs> Should have just called it Reborn. Exactly. Uh, the Reborn reincarnation of Born Legacy. Oh, right, anyways, Pam Morris also responded, and she said, I hated, brace yourself, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction hated you, too. I could see that. I could see that people think it's overrated. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a little long. It, it's you got to have a certain sensibility. Just surprises me knowing uh, some of the stuff Pam has talked about now. That didn't necessarily fit her sensibility. Okay. I got my answers. What's that? 
The Rock, Con Air, and Face Off. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Apparently, people... Everybody loves those? Apparently, a lot of people do. Really? I do. We did a freaking episode of our own podcast devoted to Jason and some of his knuckleheaded uh, internet (laughs) buddies. Knucklehead? Talking about uh, how good those movies are. Thanks, Jeff, for calling me a knucklehead. I actually called your buddies knuckleheads. Oh, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> uh, they know who they are. They're listening. Uh, pretty much. So and- we're not knuckleheads because we're not really Jason's buddies? We're not the ones talking uh, talking good things about Con Air and Aww. Face Off. Who does the <laughs> movies The Life of Steve Zizzo and all that stuff? What's the director, writer? Uh, that guy. Uh, Wes Anderson. Yeah, Wes Anderson. Yeah, fuck him. Everything he does, I can't fucking stand except for Rushmore. Can't fucking stand his Really? Movies. Really? That's the one you picked I like Rushmore. Like? Have you seen the Fantastic Mr. Fox? No. I think Oof. you would like it. His fucking cats and dogs thing or Dog Island that he's coming out with. Uh, oh, my God. I put I it on our Hobie one. page. It is awful. Oh, oh, Looks oh. awful. Sorry. Just you didn't like handle. Moonrise Kingdom? I don't think I ever saw that one. You didn't see any of them. <laughs> <laughs> You, you might have saw uh, you know, the Royal Tenenbaums. I saw that. I give up. That was fucking shit. You didn't like that one. And I didn't, didn't like Steve Zizou. Yeah, well, I didn't like that one either. I think I think this means you're fully qualified to get an opinion on for the Tully Award for Beside a Geek. Yes, that's why we have four <laughs> worst. <laughs> Blake, any movies you hate that everyone likes? I can't think of any at the moment. Okay, well, never mind. Transformers. More than me. People still I thought everybody to, hated People pay to see them. I don't know how that works. I don't know how. You're right. All right, Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> and any Marky Mark movie. <laughs> any Marky Mark movie? Marky. Well, yeah. Even that Army one he did? What was the name of that one? G.I. Joe? Army. No. I don't know. <laughs> like, the first movie he ever did, like, I suppose it's it like, was a Danny DeVito movie. Oh, where... The Happening? Army Story? No. <laughs> well, The Happening was such a great movie. Yes. There was so much happening in that movie. <laughs> the trees run! They can't go anywhere. I'm not Worst. All we need is a fan. Ending. All we need is a fan, and we're safe from the trees. And everybody just stayed 20 feet away from each other. We're good. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Hi. Oh, no, the pollen's coming this way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got my leg right, and I'm good. <laughs> I'm fine. Stay away from the funky bunch. <laughs> hey, what happened to the funky bunch after Marky Mark left? They didn't them? become funky anymore. They, funky anymore. they work out Wahlburgers they, now. They lost their funk. They probably became a jazz band. <laughs> With jazz hands? Yeah. Those aren't jazz hands. They, they probably made real town or something. They probably made real town. <laughs> they probably made real music after that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, moving on. What else you got? Oh, yeah. You know what time this is. Oh, yeah. Resident love maker Nick Albright is in the house. Not literally. Not literally, because he has a restraining order. But, or Jeff does. But, it's Nick Albright with the sexy question of the week. Mmm. Yeah. This is sexy Ben sound, is what it's called. Bend sound? B-N-S-O-U-N-D. Because when I think sexy, I think Ben. Ooh. Sound. Ben. There's a lot of dev sighing in that sexy music. Yeah. Dev. So when did devs start making sexy music <sighs> on YouTube? Mm, 
when didn't he? St- when did he stop? Is the better question. <laughs> yeah, Nick Albright says Blake. What? Blake. <laughs> Wait a minute. He's cheating on you, Jeff. What? What? You just seen Jeff poison you in an alternate alternate dimension. Oh, oh yeah. That was last week. <laughs> mm, You're it, dead. It comes at night, baby. You also learn that Jeff probably needs to die for this dimension to survive. Oh, I'm going to die on you. Interdimensional sexing, baby. Yeah. I hope Verizon covers that. Mmm, and the Ooh, data plan. Yeah. Mmm, that'd be $89.99 extra. <laughs> Just oh. because we crossed dimensions. Mmm. How do you kill Jeff? What? Hashtag the shape of Jeff's wang. Is stubby a shape? <laughs> Is based on the shape of waters dildo <laughs> episode last week. Mm, <laughs> sexy B sound. Ben sound. Ben Fold 5 yeah. is sexy. Mm. Said no one ever. Mm. Except Carrie Fisher. Mm. She's a brick and I'm drowning. Brick house. Oh, so, Blake, how do you kill him? How do I kill Jeff? Slowly. Lost. Sucked. (laughs) All you had to do was watch the pilot, and then all you had to do was go straight to the finale episode because everything in between didn't matter at all. That's what I got to say about Lost. I I don't think he asked you to kill me. Just how would you do it? Just you wait, Jeff. (laughs) Time out, time Can I join in on this? Community sucks. Community sucks. Oh my god! I can't believe they wasted how many years in the talent of Chevy Chase. And I can't believe Chevy Chase was the worst. Hey, guys, you didn't even have to watch any of the episodes of Community except for the Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, ones. now you're killing me with the bat hand on the table. Stop it! But we can still make fun of Community. Uh, yeah, Community. They suck. They bankrupt Yahoo's TV department. No, I don't think it was them. Oh, it was them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So wait, are you killing Jeff by a polar bear on Lost? Lost sucked. I mean, what was the point of the polar bear? There's no polar bears on tropical islands. What was the point of the others? The others weren't there. I mean, it was all pur- pur- purgatory. Why were the others there? Were they good people? Were they bad people? What happened to all those people? Did they go to heaven or they go to hell? What happened to the little boy in the boat? Where did he go? There's no point in going and listening anywhere because Lost sucked. That is horrible. It's the worst I feel TV like, show ever. I feel like you're not killing him. You're just taking him to Gitmo. <laughs> <laughs> to, to punish him with torture. Uh, he's going to do that until I die. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Jeff, can you just die? Take one for the team. Come on. Thank you. You killed him. I hope you're yeah. happy. Thank you. I blame Nick on that one. <sighs> Anyways, can we all agree that Ben Folds 5 is sexy? Yes, yes, okay. we can all agree on that. Next, what's up we got here? Uh, can we talk about uh, Jim Herzog? He's got a new thing. Well, you want to talk about this? Yeah, Jim Herzog. He's I got actually, a new thing, apparently. He's got a, he's new, got a new thing, exactly. He's uh, got this a feedback. Uh, apparently, this was a story that we had brought up a little bit a while ago, but we never actually discussed on air, but we talked about it in between recording sessions. Yes, yes. Which uh, I never discussed that on air. 
No, we did not. No. Uh, basically, I'll get this. Uh, loot boxes are bad. As no, loot, bad. Loot okay. boxes. As not not loop boxes, Jason. Sorry, my bad. Loop boxes. No, you're not talking like loot crate. Where no, 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 no. Subscribe to something and every month they it's send you stuff. It's in video games where you have to spend money to get stuff. Yeah. But you don't know what you're getting. You're Correct. just spending money. You get this box and they open it up in the video game. So it's a big gamble. So you could get a good weapon or you can get a fedora. Oh, so it's like the uh, mystery box that uh, Jim bought at the uh, Expo. Comic Expo. This year we're doing a $100 mystery box. Randall Holt, RJ Holt, 666, our number two fan, said he is in for money with this. So we should start taking donations for the $100 mystery box. Yes, we do not take IOUs on this one. Uh, let's just say this. So, anyways, loot boxes, which uh, burst loot o- boxes, which burst open to reveal randomized rewards in games. <laughs> rewards. Now, now you actually have to pay cash to get these. Yes. Yes. So you're gambling. So they are now trying to uh, li- uh, make them illegal in UK. Because yes, they said it is a form of gambling. Especially in the European Union, because they're saying it's a form of gambling because you have no defined actual value of worth. So you can pay like 100 euro or, uh, you know, 1,000 American dollars and get nothing in between, like a fedora instead of your uh, souped up uh, sniper rifle. So what you're saying is they're taking the baseball card model of you don't know what you're getting, you could get a whole bunch of crap. You know you're getting a stick of shitty gum. (laughs) They don't put gum in them anymore. (gasps) (laughs) That should be outlawed. (laughs) Outlawed baseball card. I don't think there's enough baseball card market anymore. I think you're fine. Or the whole collectible card game market. You're Magic the Gathering. It's all on an app now, so fuck it. Um, Yeah, so they said it's basically, they can be addictive, like gambling casinos, they said, uh, we know Dr. Luke Clark, director of the Center for... <laughs> Luke, 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 Luke Clark? Luke Clark. Luke I think Clark. Luke Clark is in charge of the loot boxes. <laughs> He's in charge of the re- gambling research at the University of British Columbia. Uh, he says, we know that the dopamine system, which is targeted by drugs of abuse, is also very interested in unpredictable rewards. So they said dopamine cells are most active when there is maximum uncertainty and the dopamine system responds more to an uncertain reward than the same reward delivered on a predictable basis. So there you go. Ooh, so winning something secretive is better than winning something announced. Yes. So it is in like this it is like this in Star Wars Battlefront 2. Now you do get a daily login loot crate for free, but you can also buy one and you don't know what it is. So would that be like that? Uh, the collectible, especially on the telephone or the, the apps, like mm-hmm. the Star Wars cards, which I used to do. I think but, it could be. But uh, the you used to be able to get like so many credits free a day as mm-hmm. long as you signed in every day. But then they started making the good cards yep. near impossible to get <coughs> if you weren't paying money. Yes. Uh, as long as you didn't know what your cards were, I think that is part of the gambling because you don't know what you're getting. I mean, now granted, and those that they say, okay, different cards are in different types of packs. So depending on what pack you buy. Yeah. Well, this is just pure yeah. crap. Basically, you throw money at it and you see what you get. But now it's in the it's in games. Yes, it's in the games. So it's games you play that you win something 
for that game, and whether yes. it be a gun or or a, a fedora a, a, or a, a new hat. It, yes, but yeah. you win a new hat. Well, yes. Hold on, I think the the point is, is you, that win, you don't you get something. The point is you don't win. No, you're no. you're paying five dollars, ten dollars, and I think that's the bigger travesty here is they're not focusing on the morality of these games by they're trying what they're teaching you is to take shortcuts and buy your way to victory instead of earning it the old fashioned way like I used to have to do in Pitfall. <laughs> Well, in a yeah. Have you ever finished Pitfall? <laughs> no, because it never ends. Yes, I did actually. You, you, you get to the end. You know and how it just I did? Through a cheat code when it took you. <laughs> I, I, and I, I didn't have to pay for that. Damn it! That was free, and I earned it. <laughs> I finished Pitfall. I broke my TV. The end. <laughs> Fucking Pitfall. A series of 1996 lawsuits brought against baseball card manufacturers under the Federal Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act claimed that limited-run chase cards, quote-unquote, were rare, valuable cards that might appear in a pack, constitute an illegal lottery. The suits were not successful, though. Is people should have sued for the shitty gum that was in those packs. So, yeah, so, a, so, that was the worst. So apparently hazard. in 96 they were calling those lotteries. I didn't even read the article that yeah. you're reading there, so... So, in last year, the Washington State Gambling Commission ordered Valve, which is a uh, manufacturer, game manufacturer, to take whatever actions are necessary to put an end to third-party skin gambling sites where players could bet valuable gun skins, like the skin on the gun. Yeah, the coloring and... and yeah, on the outcomes of esports matches. Who the fuck is gambling this? It's apparently <laughs> well, somebody. Are you gambling money on that, or are you just gambling... You're gambling the skin. Yeah, well, if I want to give up a freaking skin in my video game, couldn't I? They if, said, if it doesn't have a monetary link to it? Well, they said that there's, they are looking at blind boxes, the mystery boxes yeah. that we talk about yeah. at, at, at conventions, that they could be a form of gambling, too. Well, but they, they guarantee you're getting... Whatever the value The is. value. Now, granted, half the stuff in it is stuff you would never even consider buying. Correct. For any price. And the other stuff is stuff you might consider buying for, you I know. I got a $3 air freshener. That was nice. I don't even remember. Was I, did, did I get a bottle opener out of that? I think you got a bottle opener. So, thank you, Jim Herzog, for that. That was a very good uh, article. It brought discussion. Yes. Yeah. That's why we like these uh, questions. It's very rare, that, very rare that we get a Major League Baseball pitcher send us questions in. I don't think that was him. Oh. Oh, it is. Sorry. Oh, there you go. Oh, thanks. Uh, next one from uh, Mr. Henno. Happy birthday. Yes, it was nice. Henno's birthday earlier this week. No, happy Best birthday. Best abs in the business. <sighs> mm-hmm. Uh, and also the uh, the the most overworked podcaster. Yes, he is on sixteen different shows. Sixteen different shows, and he travels the entire continental United States to show up on each one. Not Ohio, but not Cincinnati. I even came on his show. Yeah, Ooh, you did. a lot of people. Well, do. Uh, JC did come to Ohio. I know, just not us. Pretty much just to drive through from Detroit to Pittsburgh. <laughs> but he was actual, you know, mindful to send us a question. Yes. And that is pretty nice for listener feedback. So uh, Mr. Hanno says, if Dev... <sighs> Big Dev the side guy. Sighs in the woods. And no one is there to hear it. Does a bear grab Brigger and find out if shit sticks to his body? Hey! <laughs> 
think he's referencing to a podcast a couple weeks ago. I don't like this. <laughs> um, I don't know. I he's, don't think a bear will actually do that based on Dev's sighing. I think a bear will do it regardless on if anyone hears Dev sigh or not. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not pretty sure. Dev has broken into new ground there on the sexy YouTube music with his sighs. Oh yeah. Oh. You know, so that if, they, might... if that female singer would have been a little more quiet, and we can focus more on Dev's sighs. Oh yeah, Ben Folds. Hey, which uh, YouTube song was that with Dev's sighs? It said Ben Sound. Ben Knees? What was that? Ben, ben sound. sound? Yeah, B-E-N-S-O-U-N-D. Ben Sound. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, next, from our most educated uh, listener. Yes. Des. Des Hassing. Des Hassing. He uh, imparts upon us some wisdom. Actually, he must be majoring in philosophy right now because he's sending us a philosophy question. Okay. He says, is... Brigger in love with Riverdale because Veronica is really hot or because he envies Archie's body? Yes. Column A, column B. Yes. A little bit of both. Jason thinks, therefore, he is. It's a beautiful piece of work. <laughs> so if, moving on. So Riverdale Go watch plus it, people. Archie mm-hmm. equals Happy Jason. Brigger. Archie, you are so hot. Mm. I mean, Veronica, you're so hot. Brigger is being very obtuse. I do love Riverdale. You mean he's larger than right? Well, he's being kind of acute, really. He's not being cute at all. I feel like Asosceles. Anyways, scaling. Can I go back to making bad jokes that everybody hates? Politics (laughs) that everybody hates? All right. Uh, Randall Holtz, thoughts on rumor of Tom Cruise as Hal Jordan in the DCU. Would he would he want his own real ring since he does his own, own thoughts? thoughts? He says thoughts. Yes. Obviously, what you're referring to is the new uh, Scientology TV channel. Yes, did you see that? I'm excited. <laughs> It's uh, going to be up there with the NRA TV channel that I'm watching. So, Ooh. Yeah, for every episode that you get to move on to the next level, you have to pay like another million dollars. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, right. Can I just pay all the money up front and just no. skip to level 27? No, no, you can pay all your money up front and then move to level two. Oh. <laughs> but you're going to be clear. <laughs> so that's great. But at the end of it, you'll be self-actualized and smarter than everybody else. Uh, yes, so Tom Cruise is Hal Jordan. Anyone thinking on that? That's, that's, a good that's idea. the Green Lantern. Yes. But yes. if I don't do this, it would make me glib, right? Is that what it is? You are glib. <laughs> Isn't that the guy that did the golf? Oh, that's Gorf. Dor- Dorf? 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 No, yeah. <laughs> Dorf is not glib. No. No, glib is what uh, Tom Cruise called Matt Lauer. Oh. And apparently Tom Cruise looks like he won that battle. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as Tom Cruise can run, yes. I think he's got a job. Maybe he, running. If he can run. But the problem is he can't run in space. <laughs> so he's not going to be a good uh, With a green lantern ring, he, he can. He probably could. He's just going to be on a treadmill <laughs> in space. <laughs> he'll just be running, like, instead of flying through the air, he'll be running, and that'll I, propel him through the air. I just picture, like, a 1980s bad su- uh, superhero show with, like, him uh, superimposed on the green screen. <laughs> I like it. I like it. 
He also has to ride a motorcycle. That's true. In he, a motorcycle and chase. And jump off of it. Lobo a, does? That's right. Mm-hmm. I could be. I could see that. Sheriff Lobo? I, yeah. Because yes. I think sure. motorcycle chases in Tom Cruise movies are about just as prevalent as him running. On the positive, it's got to be better than the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. Hmm. You mm. would think. How about if you do Green Lantern and ignore Hal Jordan? I'm fine with that, too. Kyle Rayner. Bring him back, baby. Put him on screen. Mm. Sorry, that's all I got. All right. Uh, we have listener reviews. Oh. Uh, we have, once again, Pam Morris, but this time she's talking about Veronica. You know, not the Elvis Costello song. Or from Riverdale. Yeah, or from Riverdale. It says, Cousin Jeff, do not watch. Veronica is not scary at all, and it was a waste of my time. It wasn't scary at all. Oh, then I might enjoy it. First three-fourths of the movie was boring and slow. Are she she's not confusing my cousin Rachel? <laughs> or um, The Walking Dead? Or The Walking Dead. Uh, I was very disappointed, especially since it has 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? 100%? And Two people voted. Let me know what you think. Let me. Yeah, what is what is it about? It's on Netflix. It's a horror movie. That's all I know. Yeah, we okay. I mentioned it and I put it out of my mind because it's Netflix. I mean, because it's, it's a horror movie. Uh, we do have one more uh, listener review. Chris Richardson from three six five. Ooh, this just in. Flix. He says, "Tell me you're watching season two of Jessica Jones. I thought it would suck balls without David Tennant. I was very wrong. You can quote me on that on listener reviews. It's damn good, and Kristen Ritter is properly showing her acting chops." Damn good. Like I said, four episodes in, and I agree with him. There you go. He might have actually started on the Pornhub with the sucking balls part. Maybe he got confused. Uh, uh, With Jennifer Jones? Yes. Yes. Uh, And he also said, I've completely fallen behind on Black Lightning, though. I need to catch up. Yes, you do. Black Lightning is fun. The last couple episodes have been good. Yes, you cheeky monkey. Please do. Hello, Vicka. My review will be out tomorrow on nerdly.co.uk. Jolly good. So... Uh, that is, oh, we got one more listener feedback, I think. Oh, we have one more, wanker. Mmm. See, I'm, I'm running, I'm drumming up our British listeners. You are a cheeky cunt. Yes. <gasps> you said the Queen C word. Yes. Not the American C no, word. No, not the American one. No complaints, people. Nope. You're allowed to say the Queen C word. Yes. Or, as but I learned ours. on the Joel McHale show, you can say the South African K word. Yes. <laughs> because apparently that means what? Child? Yes. <laughs> In uh, Afrikaans yes. or something? In Afrikaans. <laughs> That's what it's called. Africana. Yeah. Is that what it is? No. I have no idea. I feel like we're getting off subject here. Where I feel are very we going? <laughs> okay, so uh, this we week's get... word is... <laughs> oh, can no. we move on? Let's get... Yeah. Professor number one <laughs> and number... <laughs> Professor number one and doctor number one. Can we be talking? <laughs> I'm We're lost. That was a bad TV show, by the way. Just watch the pilot and go to the finale. Save yourself seven seasons. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying something called humor. No, just go to the question. It's failing. Go <laughs> to the question. Oh. <sighs> Moving on. Professor number one yes. and doctor number one. Regarding last week's top five, look up Carnal Olympics. Great movie poster and great Olympic question. What events would make up your Carnal Olympics? 
Somehow I think this is really directed at Pornhub or something. Like <laughs> I don't want to know what the Carnal Olympics are. Is that is that like, you know, uh, shooting a load for distance and for height? You get extra... Pornographer Carlos Tobolina oh, steadfastly believes that orgy scenes are the epitome, epitome <clears throat> of eroticism. Oh, I'm getting to it. Hold on. Do we have to go into this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We need to. I mean, to. You're, you're right. We haven't hit the low yet. We might as well keep going. <laughs> I thought we did with my bad jokes. Oh, oh no, no, no. We, we got plenty. We got plenty of go. low to go? Okay. I'm just getting the shovels out now. <laughs> Oh shit! It's on YouTube. I don't want to see it. Just <laughs> me. No. Well, now it's on your. Uh... No. Stop it. I can stop. Is it the whole movie? Yes. <laughs> Only ninety-eight people have seen it. <laughs> well, if it's on YouTube, it's not. Can't be that bad. Now ninety-nine. Don't want to watch it on YouTube. Make it stop. <laughs> Okay, there's more. Do you and your wife share the same YouTube login? No, but my kids are going to be on my phone. (laughs) Turn on YouTube here. Dear God. It's got no reviews on Amazon. (laughs) Delete everything. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, there's the poster. I'll post that there. There's the poster for Carnal Olympics. Interesting. It's a woman spread eagle. She's clothed. Oh, okay. (laughs) She's not coming off the ski jump spread eagle. Um... It's a 27 by 4. Oh, that's on Amazon. You can buy the poster. All right. How much? Or you just download it and use it as wallpaper. Uh, let's for see. your bathroom? <laughs> for your phone. Uh, I, I, I don't even know what this is. Everything is bo- watch this X rated movie. So I'm not watching it. All right. Thanks. Professor Doctor number one. Number one. <laughs> Did you say longest load? <laughs> Farthest left. <laughs> Ten minutes later, Doug finally yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Well, I was trying to not watch the movie on YouTube. I don't know. I was just trying to think of Carnal Olympic events. <laughs> the long jump, the pole vault. <laughs> well, I don't know if you saw. Oh, I suppose vault. those weren't uh, broadcast in America, but like years ago, the uh, Trojans had their Trojan games or something. Like the condom. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so they had like. Fastest kind Different of things on? like that. Uh, they had like some gymnastics one where the lady like runs down and flips in the air and lands on the guy. Oh, that can't be good. Sticks the landing. That's going to break <laughs> something. That's not good. <laughs> I want to see the pommel horse. And then. No. They, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you know, brings new events like rhythmic gymnastics. <laughs> Instead of ribbons that you're twirling, you're doing whips. That's right. <laughs> I like the, the relay race, passing the baton. <laughs> <laughs> you get your partner's got to stay with you while you hold and run. <laughs> Hammering throw. <laughs> That's just wrong. Hammering yeah. throws of ecstasy. Yeah. <laughs> Log rolling. <laughs> what, <laughs> that what does that even mean? <laughs> Uh, new definition for triple jump. God. I'm so sorry. Javelin toss. <laughs> the shot push. I love javelin toss. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying I'm not going to that swimming pool I, after uh, all this. I'm not sorry. going to laugh. <laughs> the breaststroke is going to look really bad. <laughs> Oh, you thought the breaststroke was bad. Wait till you see freestyle. 
That's the one when they're on their back and they uh, stroke. The back stroke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that either. <laughs> the one when they're on their back. <laughs> doing the swimming. Oh, back stroke. <laughs> you know what? It's not. It's not. It's, you know, it's not nonfiction. It's fiction. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, so even though we mocked it, we did do the Olympics here. We got the Cardinal Olympics down. <laughs> oh, can we go to face off? <laughs> sure. Tiny surgery. I'd like to take his his face off. Jeff, that was a good impression of Nicolas Cage. I'm impressed. I've been working on it. Yep. Uh, can you tell us what the face-off is? No, because I'm on the wrong page. Okay, from Randall Holt, RJ Holt 666. Face-off is where you take teams or people or not nonfiction, but uh, what's it called? Uh, nonfiction? No, not nonfiction. Fiction. There you go. Uh, teams, and you fight each other. This week, Gal Gadot versus Rami LaCroix. <laughs> In a hula hoop contest. Damn you, Randall Holt. Damn you, Randall Holt. In a hula hoop contest. Who would win? He linked a uh, thing on Gal Gadot doing a hula hoop. Yes. What? She uh, did it on one of the talk shows or something. Can you send me the link? I need to see this for research purposes. You just Google it. Uh, research purposes. Um, I, I, I think uh, Jim had the best answer okay. on this one. What's that? He says, if we get Gal Gadot and Remy LaCroix in a whole hoop contest, we all win. I agree. I agree. <laughs> but I'm still going with Gal Gadot. I think Gal Gadot, just because mm, she's Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman! Just because you don't think of all the penises oh, wow. that you saw around her whenever you think of her. Like oh, Grammy yeah. LaCroix, oh, I love some hot yoga. How are you doing? Penis, 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 penis. Blake, who are you picking? He's. Hello, my name is Gal Gadot, and my secret talent is that I can hula hoop. Okay, let's try. Blake, this is not going to be good <laughs> podcasting material. Yeah, okay. I'm, not, I'm not sure it's even picking up on your mic. <laughs> Gal Gadot wins. Okay, moving on. Hold on. What do you got here? I'm watching. That was her breathing. She's preparing. So that wasn't Dev? She's hula hooping. If she was doing this in the Wonder Woman outfit, she'd score bonus points. So who, you still picking Remy? I think I, I, I would have to agree with Jim. I think in reality. We all win. We all win. We do. Uh-huh. Bring me my croissant for my bill. God, you ruin everything. Now, now, should we have a public service announcement about you probably shouldn't eat croissants out of buttholes like you shouldn't eat vanilla ice cream out of vagina? Hoo-ha! Hoo-ha, sorry. (laughs) You know what? I was actually thinking about this the other day. Oh, great. (laughs) Okay. But the Fifty Shades Freed and the the ice cream and the hoo-ha. Yes. Do you remember Nine and a Half Weeks, Kim Basinger? Remember the elevator scene? Yes. I was sitting there thinking, wouldn't it be more realistic... Is that after they got done making the mess in the kitchen with all the stuff mm-hmm. out of the refrigerator that they sat there and went, all right, well, we got to clean this up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I keep thinking. <laughs> well, thanks. I got to take the uh, honey know, and the strawberries. Oh, my God. You know, I have to go to the shower. I have to get this out of these places here. 
And you know, they should make it more realistic. I mean, pretend that they were at, living at their in-law's house and this happened. Oh, in-laws come home. They see this in the kitchen. Everyone else is gone. And you see the aftermath. Yeah, it's just the aftermath. You see the aftermath. Blake, what's going on in the kitchen? Nothing. You know, what, is the, what is the kitchen floor full of strawberries, honey, whipped cream? That's not whipped cream. Artichokes. <laughs> apricots. <laughs> Peaches. Apricots. I don't understand this. What's that pineapple smell? Why are the vents closed? <laughs> I don't understand. I was just sitting here thinking about it because everybody's like, oh, yeah, 50 Shades Free. Like, oh, nine and a half weeks. You know, Kim Basinger back in the day. And I was like, in the whole elevator scene, you're like, oh, my God, that's so ironic. Then you sit and think, no, it's not. You have to think of the mess you have to clean up after that. I think of that. I think of the mess when there's action scenes in movies and there's fights in that. I'm like, who's cleaning this shit up? Exactly. Who's cleaning this shit up? I don't know. You know, it always bothers me on to completely change the subject. Yes. Uh, when you're watching like home improvement shows and people are always excited about uh, uh, Destruction Day or mm-hmm. whatever, when they get to knock all the walls down, and I'm just like, oh god, that means there's just more to clean up when you knock it down. Yeah, and why don't you just take it out piece by piece, piece by piece instead of destroying it and then having to then take it out again? Hold on a second, renovation and destroying things is a lot of fun. No. Yeah, I, I, I just look at it and think... Do you ever have to remove drywall? It's a lot of fun when you're tearing it. It isn't. It. I've yeah, done it, it and I didn't enjoy it you one lick. Didn't I, do it. I right. was like when they do the reveal and everybody loves their house and that. I want to see the after the reveal when they take all the staged furniture out of there. Oh, but that's my not my A furniture. lot of it's not staged furniture. They went and spent a fortune on furniture. How? I want to see the reveal when they have to pay their it's new a, real estate taxes. They <laughs> <laughs> increased... Oh, yeah, I yeah. bought a house for twenty five thousand, but we put six hundred thousand into it. Have fun with that tax bill. That's right. I only paid twenty five <laughs> for it. It's right here on the auditor's website. I always like when they go over their pricing. <laughs> well, our renovation budget was forty five thousand. What'd you end up paying? One hundred twenty five thousand. We went slightly over. I needed a jacuzzi tub. That's a pretty fucking expensive <laughs> jacuzzi tub. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Our, our budget is $1.3 million. Well, here's a home for 1.4. No, no, here's one for 2.7. Yeah, I think we could swing it. It's a little over a budget, but yeah. uh, there wasn't enough space to entertain. <laughs> yes. How much fucking entertaining are you doing? Well, that's the thing that it, it is. 8,000 intri- square feet. I think that's enough. It intrigues me when, like I said, they're looking at those $1.4 million houses and they buy it for 1.6 or whatnot. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. It might sound like it's not a whole lot of money, but that's more than the cost of my house. <laughs> I was, well, it's always difference. <laughs> Just the difference in what you're looking at is more than what I can afford. <laughs> I like in California. Don't all those idiots know they should come to Ohio and they can buy five houses for that? <laughs> well, the best is in California, they're like, well, the listing price is 585000 for this two-bedroom, one-bath, 800-square-foot house. Yeah. We got into a bidding war and ended up paying 800000 yeah. What? <laughs> Why are you in a bidding war? Oh, no, no. Yeah, don't I don't do think that. I, that's, that's weird. I'm just not used to those bidding wars. No. Like, it's like, <laughs> normally, yeah, where we are, if you ask something and expect to get more than your asking price, you ain't going to get it. No. <laughs> we have this closeted Manhattan where you can stand up and sleep. 
1.4 million. I got into a bidding war. I paid two. <laughs> the good news is, though, I do have my own bathroom. Full? No, I just have a sink. <laughs> that I pee. <laughs> and, and shower. Well, actually, it has a window. I just open it up. <laughs> not sure why bubonic plague is back in our area. Oh. I should blame the smell on the homeless people. Uh, this week's uh, uh, we sponsored <laughs> by House Hunters. So that was your face off. <laughs> that music only means what? One thing. Uh, it means I still have yet to get the old news of the geek music <laughs> out of you the uh, archives. Get out! <laughs> you know what I think you should do? I think you should do a secret... News of the Geek auto tune and <laughs> slip it in there on Jason. <laughs> it's news. It's time for news. News. News of the. It's time for news. News. It's time for news. News. News of the Geek. News of the Geek. The good news is it only took 87 of Beyonce's writers to write that for you. Ooh. Only 87 yes. producers? Yes. <laughs> it must be Amigos hit. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, I'm writing down a title for our show. So, uh, anyways, uh, per TNW, which I don't know what it is because the intern did not expend on it. Uh, website, perhaps no building sums up the company it contains better than Apple's Spaceship Campus. <laughs> the impressive structure houses some thirteen thousand employees, each contained within barely any walls, overflowing with giant panes of glass. Giant panes of glass, standing as high as forty-five feet. Some of them. The inner offices are more of the same, steel and glass, an homage to the industrial design as the... the aesthetic. aesthetic. <laughs> the word is aesthetic. Now I can't say it. <laughs> aesthetic. That, I told you, speech impediments are <laughs> contagious. Uh, that, Apple, <laughs> that Apple has cultivated through its product line over the last decade. According to persons familiar with the matter, Apple employees cannot seem to stop running into the glass walls at the new campus. <laughs> This big story, when you said this, like, yes. made me laugh way too hard. Oh, that's, that's great. <laughs> because all the walls are glass, they keep running into them. Because they don't look where they're going. Yes, I keep Why? of them right. holding the lunch tray and just all over them. Yes. Well, if they were holding the lunch tray, they'd probably know where they're going. They all got their fucking phones out. <laughs> yes, keep reading. The staff, much like staff at any other office, often finds themselves glued to their mobile devices. I don't, know, I don't think that's like any other office. No. no. Uh, <laughs> when I walk to the pisser, I'm not holding my phone out. No. Uh, while shelling Shitter's from, a different story, yeah. though. <laughs> shelling from meeting to meeting. In their distracted state, many are getting a harsh reality check as they run face first <laughs> into the pleasing walls. <laughs> Aesthetically pleasing walls. They're all on their iPads and iPhones, walking from point A to B and walking into walls. If only they had an app to warn them that there's a wall coming close. <laughs> you know they probably could they probably map could. the area, have your GPS telling you when you're about to... Hey, wait a minute. You could have Siri tell you, never mind. <laughs> Some have resorted to make it, marking the danger areas with Post-it notes. 
which makes the make... aesthetically pleasing <laughs> walls <laughs> look like crap. <laughs> Putting post-it notes on the glass walls to remind people that there's a glass wall there. Although sources report that these have since been removed as they reduce the visual appeal of the minimalist <laughs> office. Oh my god, there's a ghost! Oh no, those are just uh, <laughs> post-it notes. <laughs> I would have made the post-its in the shape of a person. <laughs> on the wall. Or like an armadillo or a dog. <laughs> Guess what it is? Just finger paint on the w- glass walls. <laughs> uh, can you imagine oh. the, the janitors walking around pulling down all the post-it notes? <laughs> God damn, kids! <laughs> God damn, interns! Who's fucking coming on the walls? God, that streaks! <laughs> God. You just uh, have to ruin a story, Jason. This is not the first time... Uh, oh, sorry. This is the first time is penchant for... Penchant. Min- for minimalist design. Minimalist has put the company in hot water. In 2011, an 83-year-old woman ran into a glass wall at one of the company's New York Apple store locations. She fractured her nose and sued the company for failing to post a warning about the glass to war- warn shoppers of its existence. Like the big white apple on the glass thing didn't warn her? The suit was settled in 2013 with no cost to Apple. How does that happen? Insurance. Yeah, so, yeah, so if you go to the Apple station... Oh, it might have, it might have been Apple. It might have been the mall. Ooh. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, if you go to the spaceship uh, it, for Apple, don't run yeah. into the walls. Yeah. Do you know how dongles happen? Know? This is how dongles happen. <laughs> I thought you meant dominoes. <laughs> they just yeah, hit one wall. What did you say? Dongles? Dongles. This is where ideas for dongles come from. Oh, what's a dongle? Because I keep what's running in the dongle for the iPhone. Never mind. <laughs> You're, you're talking to old people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dongle. He's a horrible person. Oh, my God. I hate Dongles. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking president. Wait, that's not a Dongle. <laughs> that's a Donald. <laughs> Damn it. I'm so confused. I hate it when my jokes are smarter than me. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Anyways, <laughs> this will make me cry. Uh, Kristen Wiig is confirmed. That will make me cry, too. (laughs) As the villain role in Wonder Woman 2, per The Hollywood Reporter. Boo. Wiig will play DC Comics villain Cheetah. Cheetah. Great villain. A moniker that has been... perfect. Adopted by multiple characters over the years, and who generally are known for having superhuman strength and agility. What about speed? No, actually, that's the ironic part. They're not fast. (laughs) The characters are not fast. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> They're like the sloth. Okay. The most famous version of the character, Doc, Dr. Barbara Ann Minerva, Minerva, didn't make her way into the comics until 80, 1987 under the work of writer Len Wein and Man. artist George Press. Everyone loves George Press. Oh, really? That's the... Wow, because I know the Cheetah was back around when the uh, Super Friends were on yeah, in the, the 70s. I remember the Cheetah from... Minerva is a British anthropologist. But the, the Minerva version didn't Yeah, well, I don't like the Minerva version. An heir who gains the powers of the cheetah after an expedition to an African jungle. Really? Wore I thought she got her powers after she reached age 40 and had sex with a young man. No, no. That's, that's, a, a, that's cougar. a cougar. Oh. That's the villain in Wonder Woman 3. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's going to be parodied by Sharon Stone. Patty Jenkins is returning to... Dongles, her- Jason. <laughs> Dongles. <laughs> Horrible president. <laughs> Patty Jenkins. I thought that was funny. <laughs> you know... <laughs> You know, here's the it, it might be funny. I just don't get it. <laughs> here's the funny thing. I get, cook, never mind. I get tweets. Oh, that. I thought you meant the dongles. <laughs> <laughs> I get tweets 
after the show is released from a few people that go, man, that joke that Blake made that went over you guys head, that was hilarious. And I'm like, oh. what joke? Yeah, yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> what joke? <laughs> Uh, very few plot <laughs> details are known uh, about the superhero film, yeah, sure. but Patty Jenkins is returning, thank God. Uh, but follow-up will be set, set in the 1980s against the backdrop of the Cold War. Uh, Wonder Woman 2 is the, set the, to... The what of the Cold War? Cold. The, the backdrop of the, the backdrop. Cold War. Oh, I thought you said... Never mind. No. Wait, Which, wait, now I'm confused, because I thought Wonder Woman wasn't hiding since World War One until... Well, what happens to the chemical lady from World War One? I don't know. She dies. I she was going to be the next you, villain. You know what brought Wonder Woman out? Padded uh, uh, shorter pads from the offices. Oh. The office suits. That's she what thought, she liked. That was a smart look. Yeah. I, can, I can do that one. I can, she came out of hiding. I can fight crime during the day or at night <laughs> and play for the uh, Los Angeles Rams during the day. It was perfect. Uh, let's see. Uh, Wonder Woman 2 is set to hit theaters November 1st, 2019 and will be Wig's first foray into the superhero genre. <sighs> yeah, maybe she'll surprise us. She she might. She did one thing in her career that didn't suck. The Martian. Oh yeah, two things. There you go. See? She wasn't terrible in The Martian. You're there you right. go. She she was she was good in the Joe Schmo show. Oh, she was good in Joe Schmo. Everybody was getting that. <laughs> you know, if she plays a cheetah like her bra- bridesmaids character, she's gonna shit in a sink. No, that's oh. the other lady. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> She's gonna, she's gonna shit in the middle of the road. No, I'm I just want to see Cheeto running in the jungle and <laughs> shitting. Yeah, I'm a cheetah. That's yeah. what I do. Hold on. Use a litter and, box. And, and stop. <laughs> yeah, and stop and bury it. He got burying it. Uh, so <laughs> local news had a thing on: Is Bigfoot in Kentucky? Uh, no, it's not. No. <laughs> I just answered your five minutes. Save everybody. <laughs> I just answered your segment. Uh, no, they were saying, is Bigfoot in Kentucky? These two guys want to prove that he is. No, no, he isn't. And, and the funny thing is, I looked at my wife when this segment came on. I go, one, we're watching this. Why we're watching the, this, aren't we? Why is the local news doing this? And two, like, no, you would have found a carcass by now. I'm sorry. And then you have the Bigfoot uh, apologists that say, actually, they bury their dead. What? <laughs> but you would figure one of them died away from the group. <laughs> you would think. No, no, no. See, what you don't realize about Bigfoot is once the soul leaves the creature, uh-huh. it evaporates. You know, elephants have graveyards. We find those. <laughs> it's the same thing. Well, based upon the original $6 million man TV episode, Bigfoot is an alien. Well, oh, he was an alien. Yes. Episode 44, 45, when we were at the uh, Miami Town Paranormal Festival, we did talk to the one Bigfoot hunter, and he said he does not uh, believe that Bigfoot is a pet of the aliens that some people believe. And then to which I respond, I didn't know that was a theory. But good, good for that. Good for That's that. because he's the expert, Jake. He is the expert. Uh, it was a good, a good, fun show. Jeff didn't talk about that interview much. <laughs> Jason, you can handle this. Yeah. One. I'm like, I don't want to insult someone who's willing to come and talk to us. With the fact that he, I really, he honestly <laughs> believed in it pretty well. I, I, no, think, I, think, his, I think his checkbook yeah. believes in it enough to sell books. Hey, if you believe in B- Bigfoot and that stuff, good for you. I just think it's funny that the local news always goes back like every five, ten years. Is Bigfoot in Kentucky? Nope. Nope. There's your segment. No. We're done. 
How would you like to be the reporter for that? Hey, uh, Bill, uh, this week you're going to be going to these, uh, these uh, hillbillies out in Kentucky. <laughs> no offense, hillbillies or Kentucky. Uh, but they're looking for Bigfoot. I'm out. Are you are you sure this wasn't a new spin on the bourbon tour, the bourbon trail, the, the Bigfoot, Bigfoot bourbon trail? trail. Oh. Advertise it. Yeah. You drink enough bourbon, you're going to find you Bigfoot. You find Bigfoot, you get a free shot of bourbon. I like oh. it. There you go. I like it. So uh, there's your news of the geek. Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. And we host the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, a lighthearted look at the vast world of wedding photography. That's what we're doing? I thought we were making a podcast about drinking beers, flying drones. Did you even take yours out of the box? Coping with your post-wedding hangover, social media etiquette, and wearing moon shoes. They're not moon shoes, Steve. They're just... But seriously, check us out if you want to have a laugh and learn a thing or two about shooting weddings and running a wedding photography business. You can find the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Jeff, what are you doing September 14th through the 16th? I'm going to be at the Cincinnati Comic Expo. That's right, at the Duke Energy Convention Center in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, tickets are at CincinnatiComicExpo.com, and uh, Hobie is sponsored by them, so we appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, in fact, Andrew, the uh, owner and creator of the Cincinnati Comic Expo, one of them, he actually wore our Hobie shirt to the convention down in Lexington this weekend. Because he wants everyone to know where Hobie is. Yes. He, he didn't incite a mob riot? Uh, after this episode, he may not want to know that. Uh, anyways, <laughs> at the Sensei Comic Expo, Jose Delbo will be there. Uh, he will be at the Sensei Expo 2018. Uh, he last appeared in 2011. Uh, he did work for Wonder Woman, Batgirl, and Superman Batman uh, comic books. He's an artist. Uh, he will be there. Also, uh, winter is coming. You mean Jamie Lannister? Yes, yes. <laughs> or better known as Nicolas Costa-Waldo? Yes, one of the few American visits. Uh, he will be here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, let's see, Mike Zeck, uh, he did a lot of work on G.I. Joe, uh, Secret, uh, Secret Wars, uh, basically a lot of stuff in the late early 90s, late 80s uh, that I grew up with. Uh, G.I. Joe I loved because I used to have a subscription to that. Yo, company. Joe. And I'm going to screw up his name, Sean Schemmel. Uh, he is the voice of Dragon Ball Z. Ooh. Yeah, he was just announced this week, too. So, And also Kobe Smolders uh, from How I Met Your Mother and is Maria Hill in the Avengers series, movies. Go for it. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so Comic Ex- Cincinnati Comic Expo, September 14th through 16th. Kobe will be there. Uh, get your tickets at uh, CincinnatiComicExpo.com, September 14th through the 16th. It's time for Box Office Bombs. All right, the bombs this week. Unfortunately, we think we have to talk about A Wrinkle in Time. Do we? We just go back in time and not talk about it. Ah! Uh-huh. Now, granted, it made respectable $33.5 million in its opening week. Uh, but lower than what they were predicting, and I suppose with all the... Uh, Openness behind it, they I think they expected more. Yes. Uh, yeah, they uh, went for the heavy play for the family crowd, and they showed up, but just not enough for what Disney wanted. Disney wanted about forty to fifty million. It's good to want things. It's, it's real good to want things. Uh, the film also got a mild response from the critics, with forty three percent of critics on Rotten Tomatoes thinking it's a worthwhile movie. And a B on Cinema Score, probably a B minus from Entertainment Weekly. Yes. 
Uh, overseas, the film did okay with uh, $6.3 million in just six small markets. Domestically, uh, looks like it might get 100 to $115 million domestically. So it need, needs more overseas to make its money back. It's a $100 million uh, budget, but they said it's probably double that for the marketing. Yeah, they've been marketing the hell out of that. So Did you have any desire to see it? I know you read the books. but did I did. You... I do want to see it. It's just it's... God, the last... I, I tend to only make it to the... Uh, Superhero superhero movies anymore. Although I will be there ready, uh, for Ready Player One. Are you going opening night for that? Uh, I think I am. Are you? Opening night for that is a Wednesday, I think. Really? Yes. Uh, I did see... Uh, I actually thought about seeing Tomb Raider this week. This week. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought, yeah, it kind of looks different. You know, I'm trying to do different things. I saw Red Sparrow. I was like, you know, I didn't, yeah. if I had nothing going on, I was thinking, well, maybe I'll go see Thursday. Unfortunately, my son has baseball practice, so I don't know if I'm going to have time. To, I don't know if I want to go to the 1030 showing of a <laughs> of a movie that I really don't care yeah. about. I'm not going to go for opening night. What I need to do is I need to get the movie pass. Yeah. But unfortunately, to get the movie pass, you need to have space on your phone to download the app. <laughs> you might need a new phone. Yeah, I do need a new phone. So when I get a new phone, I'll look into getting the movie pass. Okay. But uh, I was a little disappointed because I thought maybe, oh, I could just get the thing or whatever and, like, put it on, a, you know, a, a, a tablet or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you need to be at the theater to check in to Not buy the movie. Yeah, you, you, like, you need to, well, one, I hate doing that, too, because I turn off my note. Yep. I don't want people to know where I am. I don't want people to find me. I hate when people location check in services. Every, Yeah, location. I hate when people check in everywhere, because all that's telling me is, hey, everybody, I'm not at home. Go rob no my house. Especially when people go on vacation. Yeah. No oh, problem. I'm, I mean, I feel like turning into a criminal and just robbing from Facebook friends. Smooth criminal. And now that I say that, I'm going to be the first person accused when it happens no. to somebody I know. But Just if you go into Blake's in-law's house, be careful, because there's a lot of honey and strawberries on the floor. <laughs> You don't, want to, you don't want to slip on that. See, Jason, that's why you're smart enough to go on vacation at the same time I do. That's true. <laughs> what else we got? Oh, I suppose we can talk hurricane about... Hurricane Heist? Yeah, Hurricane Heist. Um, we talked about that coming out. Mm-hmm. Apparently people weren't listening because no one went to see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it failed its opening weekend, getting $3.2 million. Yeah, that's not a good sign. Uh, it ranks as... Uh, Entertainment Studios' lowest opening for a wide release after Hostiles. Oh, God. And 46 meters down. Maybe 10.1 and 11.2 million, respectively, in their opening weeks. Maybe it's not the movies, but Entertainment Studios, that's the issue. Maybe it's the whole studio. Uh, The film will not get much over $10 million and will lose on its $35 million budget. I'm really shocked by that. Uh, Cinema Score gives it a B minus, and Rotten Tomatoes gives it thirty three. It's only a B minus. That's true. Who the <laughs> fuck wanted to see this movie? I. The only reason I know about it is we talked about it last week. Yeah. So it's a disaster <laughs> flick. No, it happens during a hurricane. They go that's, to rob a bank. That's what I mean. It's a disaster. Ah, the I movie is a disaster. But dump dongles, Jason. Oh, horrible president. <laughs> <laughs> I hate dungarees. What else we got? You hate blue jeans? <laughs> Forever in blue jeans. Uh, all right. The uh, top five this week at the box office. 
Number one, Black Panther made another $41 million, a total of $562 million on a $200 million budget. Yay. Worldwide, it has broke a billion. Yes. Yeah. And take that. I think next week it's going for the record of five straight weeks, and I will look it up. There's one other movie that uh, has done that. Uh, Avatar, I think. it was. They're trying to uh, break Avatar. Five Good. straight weeks at what? Number, number one? one, please. You mean like Beat Titanic Avatar. didn't make it? It'll be the last one. For, sorry, oh. since Avatar. Since Avatar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Beat Avatar. Uh, number two. Please. <laughs> A Wrinkle in Time made the $33.5 million we discussed earlier. Number three, Strangers colon Pray at Night made ten and a half in its opening weekend, doubling its budget. Nice. Uh, Jason's favorite Red Sparrow made mm. another eight million, a total of thirty-one million on a sixty-nine, sixty-nine mm. million dollar budget. And Game Night made another eight million, total of forty-five million on a thirty-seven million dollar budget. Game Night just keeps yeah. plugging along. Eh, why not? I mean, well, it probably hasn't gotten all its money back with uh, yeah. advertising and whatnot. Because they advertised the shit out of that one. They did, but. Uh, you, you like to see, you know, lesser, not big-budget movies, you know, at least get a little money. Well, it's like the Hugh Jack, the greatest show, showman or whatever that yeah. is. You know, that sucker plugged along and still doing well. I mean, it made over $100 million. It's plugging along because it stayed at number five for like eight weeks. It just kept making enough money to get by. Upcoming, March 16th of last year, Tomb Raider and Love, Simon. That actually looks kind of humorous. Love, Simon. I... I try don't to remember that one. A comedy, Jason. It is somewhat of a comedy. It's a teen comedy, teen romantic comedy, about the kid coming out of the closet at high school. Oh, yeah. Okay. That Define, one. Yeah. It looks funny. Looks good. It looks heartbreaking. I hope not. My heart was broken. They said Tomb Raider might oversee Black Panther as number one. I'm going to say now. Nah, I don't think it does. Uh, yeah, you know, Black Panther, another 41. Even if it makes 30 million, do you think Tomb Raider will make above 30? I don't know if there's a big call. That's going to be close. I think it's going to be close. You think between Black Panther? That would be awesome. As long as Black Panther beats Avatar. Uh, Let's do some buy sell, Jeff. Uh, Seriously? What's that? Well, I'm looking at this buy sell. Yes. We've got uh, Maggie Grace. Mm hmm. According to the Hollywood Stock Exchange. Yes. She is at $84.30. Mm hmm. This is the thing that had Natalie Portman at, like, $15? Yes, yes. It does not make sense on some of this. Maggie Grace. Mm-hmm. Oh, Who it gets she worse. Again? Is uh, she the lady from Lost? Is that uh, what, what I'm thinking of? Yes, she was Shannon from Lost. Shannon, that's what I thought. There's yes. no way Shannon from Lost should be seven times more expensive than... She was in Hurricane Heist. Okay, yeah. she should not be seven times more expensive than Natalie she was Portman. in the Taken it, movies. It, it is, is that what it was? Yes, it is. If you confuse her as being the chick on Grey's Anatomy, oh. which I was for like the first season or two of Lost. <laughs> <laughs> Grey's Anatomy, chick, girl. I'm sorry, woman. So eighty four dollars thirty cents. Are you buying or selling? And who's her comparison? Oh, if I've got my, oh her comparison, Tessa Thompson. Who I don't know who that is either, is at eighty-seven dollars and three cents. 
I'm selling. I'm not paying $84 for a Maggie Grace. I'm selling that. If somebody's willing I to buy. I am selling that. Sell so now. I am selling all my Maggie Grace and using that money to buy some uh, Natalie Portman. It's like an overvalued international stock. Sell now. Uh, wow. Um, going on. Chris Pine. He's at $108.20. He's in a wrinkle in time. He wasn't a wrinkle in time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Mm-hmm. Comparison? That's a tough one. Comparison, we're uh, comparing him to Ed Screen. Screen. However He's, you pronounce it. I have no idea. He's at $92.34, which I think is overvaluing him. He's the villain in Deadpool. Is he going to be in Deadpool 2? No. Then... He's the, also the villain in something else coming out. I forget, a new movie coming out. He was the original uh, Dario Naharis. Yes. But then yes, they yeah. got him for somebody who wasn't as good. That was a mistake. I like Chris Pine. I like Chris Pine. I'm trying to think of $108... I think he's going to be in a superhero movie next. Well, yeah, Wonder Woman 2? No. Oh, no. yeah, he was in that. Damn it, he, never mind. Will they do flashbacks to him? I mean, he... He could. Spoilers, he died in Wonder Woman. Yeah. But uh, I'm assuming they'll do flashbacks did, or something. He pulled a Captain America. I, I'm telling you, go ahead and buy it, even though he's high, because it'll still go up, because, you know, he is in the Star Trek series. Yeah. If they make that's, any more. That's guaranteed money. If they make any more. They will. Aren't they? Didn't they sign the... Uh, uh, Crap. Simon Tarantino? Pegg? Oh, yeah, they did do Tarantino. Tarantino to direct it, although I'm like, they're going to make an R-rated uh, Star Trek no, movie? No, they're doing five short films and just combine it into one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't surprise me. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're hiding Vulcans under the, the floor, <laughs> so they're looking for them. That's what the whole plot of the next right. one is. And Christina Hendricks... Uh, she's at $12.79. Which shocks the hell out Shocking of me. Shocking low. She's in Good Girls, too, the TV show. The TV show. Is she in a movie here? Uh, uh yeah, she was in, she's in what came out this week. Strangers. Oh, the horror Pray movie? at Night, yeah. Strangers Pray at Night. Yeah. $12.79, I'll buy that stock. Yeah. I mean... Compared to Evan Rachel Wood. Evan yeah, Rachel Wood, less than $10. Yeah. I I would buy. I'd buy Rachel Wood right I'd now. Buy both. <laughs> I'd buy stock in both of them. So we're selling Mikey Grace and buying Christina Hendricks, Natalie Portman, and Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're getting more stock in all three of them yes. than enough for Maggie Grace. Yes. If I Are mean, we buying Maggie she, Q? She, I mean, is she doing. Is she spinning off Taken or something? Is she going to go rescue people? <laughs> I, I don't not. know how Maggie Grace is that She's high. in the new Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> That's Seattle Grace. Oh. No, it's in, it takes place in Seattle. Yeah. I, oh, now I get it. Okay. Seattle Grace is the name of the hospital in Grey's Anatomy. I'm still holding out for Chicago Or Hope. was before they bought it and changed the name. I'm just holding out for Chicago Hope. <laughs> oh, you keep your hope <laughs> up for that. Mm-hmm. Ah! Uh, this is a top five. I love that music. You're the only one. What's the top five this week? Uh, apparently, the top five this week is top five favorite moments in college sports. In honor of NCAA men's tournament. Woohoo! So we thought we'd do the top five moments in college sports. I'm going to go first this week. Uh, I said my brother's not here, but he did send us his picks, so I will be reading those. Okay. Um, Mainly because I only have a list of two. <laughs> I thought this would be a difficult one for you. <laughs> but you know I, what? I'll give you props. You did not complain. No. Some people complain about the top five. I've, I find it difficult. 
believe it or not. I had probably more disappointments than than favorite moments. Well, you're a Browns fan. Speaking yeah. of the Browns, your Browns but did a not... whole lot of shit this oh, weekend. Oh, they did. Yeah, no. Wow, nice moves on yes, some they of those. Did. Tyrod Taylor. Yes. Uh, Kinzer, Kinzer, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Your 24-hour turnovers Deshaun. are gone. Yeah. 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 On a positive note. Hey, if you ever watched that interception he threw in the Green Bay game, I would say you have no business making that throw. Whatsoever. Well, that's why he went to Green Bay. Exactly. Because <laughs> he played for them. Oh, they liked him, yeah. yeah. They liked the way he threw the ball to him. Yeah. And then who else a, did they get? Uh, receiver. Landry. Jarvis yeah. Landry. Yeah. Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor and uh, what's his name from the Packers? the cornerback. The cornerback. Yeah. The good news is uh, in Madden, I took over the Browns for a new franchise. <laughs> oh boy! Unfortunately, I'm moving them. <laughs> I relocated <laughs> oh, them. You are evil. <laughs> We're still planning out what city to move them to. <laughs> I mean, oh, you're you know, terrible. You know what? You don't even have a city in mind. <laughs> you, know, you know, actually, unlike. Uh, he who should not be named, who moved him the first time out of Baltimore, <laughs> and the city of Cleveland probably actually celebrated your move. <laughs> I'm thinking of moving them so to you can try and get a new team in there. I'm thinking of moving them to true. Oklahoma. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah. move them to St. Louis. They at least deserve a team. They got screwed by the well, my again, bug again. My, my eight year old uh, was excited when I told him that the trades that happened because he's yeah. a big, he's all about stats mm-hmm. and trades and all that stuff. And who's playing for who? And I told him, I said, hey, buddy, you know, the Browns did three trades, and I told him what happened. And he's like, do you think they could actually win a game this year, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I the think that optimism was. behind the eight-year. I know. He's like, that would be nice. That would be great. <laughs> so, and I said, some people are predicting them win six to seven. And he's like, wow. <laughs> like, he was impressed. Yeah, I know. And I was like, well, it's just... And then my wife, uh, the pessimist on that one, goes, well, you know, they always look good on paper. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, right. not really. <laughs> I don't know. Six to seven. Two of them might be against the Bengals next year. I will say the Bengals did get a couple decent guys. Uh, but I will say that, man, they the Browns actually look better than the Bengals right now. No. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They made a couple of good moves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't look too. This is much. the Browns. You know, Landry will probably break his leg in spring <laughs> practice, spring you know warm up. He'll probably get in trouble doing something illegal. Josh and, Gordon will pop positive and get suspended for life. He never does that. We'll probably, uh, you know, the NFL will probably screw us with sticking us with the uh, Johnny Manziel rights, so we'll have to bring him back in, and then Tyrod <laughs> Taylor. Well, probably, I don't know. You realize you actually traded for Tyrod Taylor? Yeah, and then you say, yeah, we traded for Tyrod Taylor. But Hugh Jackson, your coach, is mad that you didn't get A.J. McCarron, so he's just going to bench Tyrod Taylor. (laughs) I'll show you, GM. Uh, You mean the the GM who forgot to send the paperwork for that trade? No, actually, the jokes are really great. It was like all of a sudden the Browns like know how to do trades and paperwork now. <laughs> they had a class. Actually, any, anybody else? <laughs> anybody else? Community tried... college had a, <laughs> uh, I, I actually finance class. And... I actually read an article. It's titled like uh, "NFL in, in Shock Over Browns Competency in Trades." <laughs> uh, let's see here. Number five for me. Uh, I did college baseball. Fresno State Bulldogs, the lowest-ranked team ever to win the NCAA championship over Arizona State in, I think, 2007 it was. Fresno was the lowest you could be, a number four seed in that little bracket area. Yeah. And they barely got in. It took them to the last day to get into the tournament, and then they shocked the world by beating the number one team, Arizona State. 
I still remember that. That was one. That, I love watching college, the college bas- baseball World Series, and so I didn't want to just do all football and basketball. You like so. the aluminum bats? No, nah, I don't actually. I like the wood ones. I do like mm-hmm. the dings once in a while, but I don't like. No, the cra- the ding of the bat is just not something ding. that's fun to watch. Not, yeah, I agree. What's your number five, Blake? Uh, my number five, I was uh, actually in the uh, horseshoe in Columbus back in two thousand one, and it was against a non conference game. I think it, I believe it was uh, San Diego State, and uh, I was watching the game. And about halfway through the game, they put in this. Uh, Kid number thirteen, and he just starts running down the field like eighty yard touchdown towards me. And I'm like, "Who is that guy? Who is that kid?" And he's, "Oh, that's that redshirt uh, freshman, Maurice Claret." He had a great NFL career, and I, I and that was the first game they <laughs> they played him in. And uh, I watched him. I'm like, "That kid's going." I'm like, "That kid's going to be something." Yeah, he's going to get us in trouble. Actually, he won us a championship. By golly, and then got in trouble for well, it. Well, I didn't get stripped I, of that. I'm talking about my favorite moments oh, in okay. college sports. But <laughs> I'm talking about we're still stuck in that game. Okay, yeah. okay. At that moment, at it that was moment, great. before everybody else started to poison his mind, and you know, but but a lot of people don't understand. Uh, he was also from Northeast Ohio, and this was the year that uh, LeBron James entered the NBA at 18. Uh, and the NBA said, hey, well, after that, I said, no more. And so you got Maurice Claret, who lights up you know, college football for that year as a running back, 18 years old, and he wants to go pro because you know his buddy LeBron went pro in the NBA. And there was, yeah. the, of course, the big NCAA professional disparity which no. is digressing from my whole point is that I watched him run two great touchdowns, <laughs> and I was remember watching him live as because we were in the end zone and the the open end of the end zone, and Bleach is watching him run towards me. I'm, I'm watching him run, make the plays. I love watching football in person. I love it because you can watch the entire field at the same time. You can see mm-hmm. gaps and things open and take place, not like TV where you're zoomed in on the ball. Oh, yeah, I love TV when they show the ball in the air. Yeah, and yeah no you don't want that. Yeah, exactly, you don't want that. The, being, the punt is the worst play uh, to watch on television. <laughs> exactly. There's 22 guys running around on the field trying to set things up, and all you see is a ball going end over end. Yeah. You won't see that in X, XFL. No, but... Punting's but, against the rules? I don't know. But anyway, that's, that's why when you're watching a football game, you don't watch the follow the ball. You watch it in, in, in gestalt. Can you imagine what his career would have been like? His life would have been like if he would just shut up and played one more year. Yeah, I, it would have been good. And of course, he had some alcoholism and stuff that comes with it. But I, I'm talking about my favorite Sorry. sports <laughs> moment. Yeah, we're, we're ruining his favorite. We're talking moments. about Maurice Claret's debut, and it was a beautiful thing. Jim, what's your what's the power bottoms? Uh, Jim's number five. Uh, getting horse costume taken away during the crosstown shootout. When Cincinnati was number one in the country, and Sports Illustrated Illustrated writing about it, horse costume. Uh, yeah, there's uh, in Cincinnati they have the Crosstown Shootout, XU UC. Hmm. Uh, my brother went to Xavier. He was a, a student athlete there. Um, UC at the time was number one, uh, rate ranked uh, in the country, but they also had a player named Art Long who several months earlier, got in trouble with the law. What did he do? He decided to punch the police horse. He was reenacting Blazing Saddles. So, (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately, it didn't go down like Mongo's punch. Yes. But he got arrested for assaulting a police horse. 
So my brother and a friend of his, going to the shootout, walked in in a horse costume. <laughs> and it got confiscated at the door. Oh. Boom. But it was written up in Sports Illustrated, so my brother says, when I was a college athlete, I was in Sports Illustrated. <laughs> Uh, what's your number five? I don't have one. Okay, what's Jim's number four? Uh, Jim's number four was uh, the Xavier versus Kansas State double overtime tournament game in 2010. Xavier win? Uh, you know, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) It's it's his memory, not mine. Okay. Um, I'm assuming they did because it would suck for your, one of your best memories to be your team losing. Okay. Uh, Blake, what's your number four? Uh, my number four, this goes back to uh, 2007, mm-hmm. I believe, where a, a, uh, a young uh, quarterback comes out of Miami University mm-hmm. and gets drafted by the Cleveland Browns in uh, Madden, NFL Madden 2007. His name was Blake. <laughs> 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 you getting drafted? Yeah, superstar mode, baby. <laughs> Way to go. How'd I was do? a dual-threat quarterback. How'd yeah. you do? I did great. Talk! <laughs> See, I was throwing touchdown passes to Braylon Edwards. <laughs> and then he had a motorcycle he liked. That was great. It was like, oh, that was Kellen Winslow. It was like touchdown, B-E to B-E. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, I love talking to Browns fans. Anyways, uh, number well, four. For I, me. I was just going to go on the man thing. I Blake just did it wrong. Does it wrong, though. Why? He makes himself as the star quarterback. Yeah, I love the superstar mode. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Why not? You, well, come Why on. Not? You, you know what I, always, what I always make myself as? Long, long, snapper. Right. long snapper. Long snapper. I'm in the game as the long snapper right. because I liked living in reality. And if I was going to be playing the game, that's about <laughs> as good as I'll be. I was thinking the beer vendor, but okay, long snapper is a good one. <laughs> well, they're not actually in the... Can you make yourself no, hold a beer on. vendor at the game? Jason wouldn't be a beer vendor. He couldn't walk up and down those stairs. He'd be the <laughs> beer vendor that's lazy, who puts his tray down on the ground before you walk into the stadium going, beer, beer. <laughs> Trying to find a space where people yeah. walking by, yeah. you know, get, getting the people going in lo- the long lines, yes. getting the people at the end of the long line. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Anyways, uh, number four. One of my favorite moments is uh, Chris Weber's timeout in the NCAA tournament in 1991 with Michigan. They did not have one, and they got technical and lost the game. I remember that. They was awesome. lost the game anyway. That they was... technically should have lost. Uh, they should have had to turn over anyways because they traveled before that, and then he went to call the Yeah, timeout. this is not the NBA. You cannot travel. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Chris Weber's timeout. Number three. This is one of my first memories of college football, and uh, it's because I hate Notre Dame so much. I agree with you on that. It was Boston College's field goal to beat Notre Dame in 1993. I think it was 44-42 to 42 Boston College won. Notre Dame was number one ranked, and all they had to do was beat the 7-2 and two Golden Eagles. And they couldn't do it because it was a huge upset at the end. 7-2, and two, that's a good record. At the time, yes, mm-hmm. but they were still ranked yeah. 25th. 16th. Well, yeah, they had two losses, so they're not like, yeah. in the... But Notre Dame... Everybody, all the Notre Dame fans were excited. Ah, we've got Boston College. We win the championship because that's all they had to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they lost it on a field goal, which was the greatest thing ever. So, fuck you, Notre Dame. Boston made a field goal or Notre Boston Dame Boston College one? made, made okay. it. 
It was a long one, too. I forget how long, but it was a good yeah. one. Did he go on to kick or go on to uh, NFL fame? Yeah, he was drafted in 2007 by Madden. Uh, he played for the Browns. <laughs> so, All right. His name is uh, Bailey oh. uh, Icorn, so B-E to B-E to B-E. <laughs> That's right. He was, a, he, was a, he was a center. Yes, yes. Oh, he, shit. He was a kicker and a center. Oh, it was kind of awesome. weird. You don't see that often. That's Bailey right. Icorn, <clears throat> heck of a player. Uh, good. Blake, what's your number three? Uh, my number three actually dates back to 1979, Bloomington, Indiana, mm-hmm. where uh, Dave, also known as uh, Enrico Gizmondi, mm-hmm. uh, was able to uh, finish and win in the Indiana University Endurance uh, the mini Bicycle. The Mini 500? Yes. Oh, sweet. I remember that, too. That, that was actually because like his teammates like for whatever reason sucked so yeah. he pretty much it was supposed he to be carried the whole team yeah it was supposed to be like you know you're supposed to swap but he pretty much rode the whole thing himself beat every other team exactly. almost single handedly it was awesome well, well the yeah, time when the short guy was riding that was funny <laughs> so he had the baton and he was holding it no no, 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 no. Bike. bicycle oh. bicycles yeah. it was a bicycle was yeah. there a seat on it Anyways. yeah there was <laughs> it was great everybody loved it. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> number three. What's James number three? Uh, Dongles, Jason. <laughs> I hate dungarees. James, uh, Jim, number, three. James number three. Xavier. Uh, his was uh, winning the Dayton Wright State Xavier Tri Meet and being named Conference Athlete of the Week. I feel like Jim may have peaked in college. Mm. Well, you wanted favorite college uh, memories. Well, that's so. good because I, I, I peaked when I was born, yeah. so it's a good sign. So he's, his favorite college sports memories was actually competing and no, I guess getting that would make sense. Good job, Jim. I take it back. Take it back. Uh, Jeff, what's your number three? Uh, I don't have a number. Good job. Uh, what's your number two? Uh, my number two was the oh, NC2A tournament. I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember. I don't remember the exact year. In the you had two to late remember. 90s, <laughs> late 90s. The Kenyon Martin year. When Kenyon Martin was playing for UC. Yeah, and broke his leg. And got hurt. So the team fell to a number two because Kenyon Martin was hurt. And in the first round, they were playing Northern Arizona University. Now. NAU. And uh, me being a huge fan of Northern Arizona University, (laughs) uh, I had all the spirit wear. So I put that all on and went up to the bar. And I knew all about how great the team was because I watched the last game of the Big Sky <laughs> Conference Tournament, so I knew all the insight into the game. So I went up to the, the bar with my dad to watch uh, UC play yeah. NAU, and so we're wearing our NAU crap, and people at the bar are, like, staring us down, like, oh, who the hell are these assholes? My cousin's husband is at the other end. He's like, oh, my God, that's my relatives. <laughs> and... Uh, I was impressing everyone at the bar who thought I was a huge fan the way I was talking about it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and this guy, he shoots this percent of blah, blah, blah. I watched one game at the, <laughs> the Big Sky Conference uh, Championship game. So you're better than Dickie Vitale? Well, probably. Uh, what is Jim's number two? Jim's uh, number two was finishing fourth in the Queen City Invitational, recording the second fastest time in Xavier history up to that point, and being named the Conference Athlete of the Week for the second time. Okay. Go, Jim. Yay. Uh, Blake, what's your number two? My number two, uh, you know, I've got uh, actually, well, all right, it's two, but they're they're together. Okay. 
It was the first BCS Bowl Championship Series. Ohio State? Ohio State beat Alabama and then went on to beat Oregon. Yeah. It was awesome. Okay. Uh, my number two, Blake, you will appreciate this one. Which one is that? 2007. It was on the Big Ten Network. Appalachian State. Was this when I played for Ohio State <laughs> yes. as quarterback in uh, NCAA, college, NCAA football? college football 2007? Uh, yes. I missed that game. No. <laughs> See, I had a year of eligibility left because I redshirted at Miami, then I <laughs> went to Ohio State. No, Appalachian oh. State blocking the field goal oh, yeah. to beat Michigan. That was awesome. Division two beating Michigan on the blocked field goal. I don't even hate <clears throat> Michigan. I just don't care. But I love watching the underdogs. The fact that do it. Appalachian State did that. Yeah, and Appalachian State now is in Division One. Yeah. Yes, they are. They eventually came up. But yeah, they blocked it, and just watching the fans' faces in Michigan just go, "What, <laughs> what the, the fuck happened?" Oh, you're right. That one. Yes. That one game was that last year. La- uh, well, two years ago, when the the Michigan fan like the something was returned or. The Michigan State beating Michigan. Yes, he just had that fan with the yes, oh yeah, we got a meme. Yes, meme. So you got turned into a meme. Yeah. yeah, that guy. But Appalachian State, <clears throat> I still remember that and cracking <clears throat> up. So yeah, uh, my number one. See, you know, Alabama's smarter that way. They play three Division two teams that yes. really suck within their own state. Yeah, because Alabama's the best team out there. That's right. Fuck them. No, not. We're, that's sarcasm. Uh, number one. We almost got an Alabama listener back until they realized <laughs> that we were being sarcastic. Well, then, hold on. This is not radio. It's podcasting. I don't know if the technology's hit there yet. It's oh, on ham radio. We have about five Alabama downloads, according to the stats. <laughs> All right. I'm stupid. I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, number one. Uh, it's my favorite team. Playing my least favorite team. Duke over Kentucky. The, the shot. Christian uh, Leitner. <clears throat> yes. Not the, the stomp? Great, the stomp. Well, <laughs> the whole game, honestly. The stomp a couple of seconds earlier, but yeah. Yes. Duke over Kentucky. Grant Hill, Christian Leitner. Yep. The best part is that it pisses off every Kentucky fan still. Yeah. I'll let you know. It's part of my number one. Okay. Blake, mm-hmm. what's your number one? I actually have uh, two number ones. Okay. But uh, the first number one, uh, this goes back to the uh, championship. Mm-hmm. Well, back then, you know, the bowl. It wasn't a championship, but it was picked as the bowl because it was Ohio State against the University of Miami Hurricanes. Okay. Craig Krenzel and another young unknown kid we talked about earlier, Maurice Claret, who actually uh, saved a fumble by going and stripping the ball from the guy that recovered the fumble and running with it. It was awesome. But anyways, what makes this so special, okay, this is back 2001, 2002, right? 2001 Mm -hmm. champions. And this year, that year, Ohio State was the gold pants Champions? I don't know what that means. Okay. They get to wear gold pants? Yes. No, they're undefeated. That's what it means. It's oh. a joke. Oh. I, thought says, they made, I thought they made gold You have a shirt record. that says gold pants. You're like, what the, what the hell? Oh. No, but I, anyways, I had never heard that term before. You never heard that term? No. Never. Oh, my goodness. Well, you could tell by my list how yes. much I care about college athletics. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> but what makes it so special is that actually Mr. Bednar was there and a couple of our other friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was, oh, that was before he got his doctor. Yes. Before, before he got his doctor, yes. And that's where actually he worked at a, a hotel and mm-hmm. borrowed from the audiovisual department a, uh, a big screen projector, a projection uh, um, projector. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about? The projector okay. for a screen? Is it a projector? Except we put it, this was in my condo. Is it big? Yeah. It was okay, big. so it's a projector. It was a projector. But it was big. It was big. Okay. It's a big projector. Was it a projection? Yes. <laughs> okay, go ahead. 
But it was, this was on my condo, and it had uh, chapel ceilings. And so we set it up. So we projected it from the back of the room to the front on the wall and actually watched the championship game in like a 10-foot by 10-foot TV picture. And, you know, it was a thriller because that was the NCAA double overtime rules. And that was the, you know, the late phantom flag and the second chance and all that kind, yes. of, that kind of stuff. And we won. And I just remember vividly because we've been drinking and we're celebrating. And we won and we're jumping up and down and we fall all over each other. I knocked, we knocked some furniture over. And, you know, and, and uh, we're laughing and we're like, remember, we're big Northeast Ohio sports fans. Mm-hmm. We're talking Browns, Indians. Cavaliers, Buckeyes, we weren't around for any championships you know, back then. And we were like, we don't know what to do. How do we celebrate? I'm <laughs> like, let's go burn some cars. And so you, so burned, you went and burned cars? Their own cars. No, we were too drunk and we knocked <laughs> over too much furniture. So we couldn't get out. It was about six of us, you know, six of us in there. You probably felt awesome. bad about knocking over the furniture, too. Yeah, well, that was my furniture. <laughs> How brilliant. Yeah, you know. But you don't want to break your own furniture. You want no. to break other people's. How about you don't break people's stuff when your team does good? I don't get it. I, I don't understand the whole rioting <laughs> thing. Uh, what's your number? What's Jim's number one? Oh, no, I can't another, another, another one. This would be. Now, I also had a number tie. This is actually, you know, this is 1A. That was 1B. Okay. Yeah, but 1A is uh, watching the stepdaughters play soccer Division One. Okay. <laughs> and your one daughter got drafted. Yeah, she uh, she's going to. Yeah, she got. Uh, she's going to go play professional soccer in awesome. Iceland. Yes. Did she leave yet? Uh, next week. Oh, awesome! Well, said good luck and yep, happy. She's in the uh, women's Premier League over there, so that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's Iceland. Nice. And it's Iceland. How awesome is that? I know. I've got my tickets already. There you go. Yeah. All right, Jim's number one. Can we record from Iceland? Maybe yeah, we could. Yeah, we have to talk about that off air. <laughs> Jim's number one, senior night, XU versus St. Bonaventure, when Xavier was winning so bad at half that the Bonnies didn't bother coming out for the second half. Really? Well, that's how he remembers it. His friends contradict his memory, saying St. Bonaventure did come out for the second half, but Jim was passed out drunk after drinking 16 beers (laughs) and throwing up on the court in the first half. (laughs) Hobie keeps it classy like that. (laughs) But Jim's memory was there was no second half to that game. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Uh, What's your number one, Jim? Uh, My number one is any time Kentucky loses a basketball game, especially the bigger the game, the bigger the fall. How great would it be if they lost in the first round? I shouldn't even have made the tournament. Oh, and, oh, God, and Calipari bitching about, oh, my God, we got to go to Idaho. I'm like, you're lucky Hanno lets you in your fucking state. Yeah, you can't rent here. Sorry, let you in your fucking team into his awesome state. That's what I meant to say. You know what what annoys the shit out of me? Being a, well, being a Northeast Ohio transplant, Mm -hmm. actually, now that technically I think I've lived here longer than I lived up there. (laughs) (laughs) But you always have your roots. always have No, but... I, I, the thing that annoyed me when I came down here day one, I hated UK fans. Yep. And I especially UK fans that live in Ohio that never lived in UK or went to UK. Yes. I'm like, why are you a fan well, for a state that you don't even live in? The majority of UK fans didn't go to UK. It's like Alabama. Exactly. They don't even know what a higher education is. Now, Grant, I know a lot of them that live in Kentucky <laughs> that cheer no for them, but I mean... You know, just because you say no offense doesn't mean they can't do that. 
No, I, I actually know people that went no, to right. UK that aren't necessarily UK fans because they went other schools too. What? Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, but yeah, I'll, and I'll, I am I'll, not apologizing yeah. to any UK fans out there listening because man, did you I have some honorable mentions? Damn. Uh, honorable mention, uh, U.S. Naval Academy from 2002 to 2015. 14 in a row, baby. Okay. Go Navy. That's Ooh. right. Uh, my honorable mention was Doug Flutie's Hail Mary pass. Uh, uh, that was yeah. just because you see it all the time. Uh, Texas Western beats uh, Adolph Rupp's U.K. team in 1966. Because... No offense, but... <laughs> You were nowhere even close to born yet. It doesn't your matter. Parents even you know born why? yet. Oh god. <laughs> you know why? Because Adolf Ruff is a piece of shit. Well, he is. And they named a fucking uh, center after him that UK plays in the Rupp well, Arena. Well, he was a great coach. Just fucking uh, him. Fuck just, just a racist piece yeah, of crap say, in the South guy, during the he? racist. Yeah. Uh, yes. So fuck him. Exactly. Wasn't it Texas? What was it? What's that movie? Texas Western. Oh, um, Texas. What was it? They made a movie. Yes, they did make a movie with Josh yeah. Lucas yeah. as the coach. I forget what it's called. It was a good movie. I liked it. And Something Fox. Road. Yeah. Glory Road. Glory, Glory Road. Road. Yeah. Yeah. Not to be confused with the porn Glory Hole. So. Yeah. Um. That's but yeah, fuck Adolf Rupp. I, I will say honorable mention. I, I didn't feel like. I mean, putting... his, his first name is Adolf. For exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the last person named Adolf in the world. Uh, but, uh, my honorable mention kind of ties in with some of the crap we've already talked about, and it's mm. pretty much any time Notre Dame football loses. I could see yeah. that. <laughs> and I know there's listeners out there that'll be mad at that. But They're going, that's what you get for cheering for Notre Dame football. Uh, we had some listener picks. We had two. Uh, the Dip Man. Well, Dip Man. Uh, 97.2. Uh, let's see. Number WKRP. five. KRP. Uh, Ohio State 2002 football championship. Miami was 14-point favorites and loaded. Yeah. Ten players picked in the first round 2003-2004 draft. And Kellen Winslow, damn it. Uh, number four, Iron Bowl miracle. Alabama loses because Nick Saban gets greedy on the kick return touchdown. Hashtag yeah. screw Nick Saban. Yep, <laughs> I am not a Saban. Well, th- I respect him. I don't like him. Number three, Doug Flutie's miracle pass. Uh, number two, Chris Weber calls a timeout. Oh, my God. There are any timeouts versus UNC. Yeah. And number one, Woody Hayes punches Clemson linebacker Charlie Bowman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know they they worship Woody Hayes in Columbus. Yes, he's not really a person you should worship. No, no, he's no. Like worshiping Adolph Rupp down in Lexington. Yeah, you know, not really the best of people. He's like a Buddy Ryan. Yeah, with, with more wins. Well, I do, I do like you know some of his quotes and some of his. Ex- you know, is you know, senses these you know expressions yeah. and quotes that he's famous for. It's kind of funny being a Buckeye. Yes. But, you know, they he's kind of a jerk. Uh, he had honorable mention: Kristen Leitner beating Kentucky, yeah. and Appalachian State beating Michigan in the first Big Ten Network televised game. Uh, from Besotic Geek, uh, Pitt winning the 90, 1982 Sugar Bowl. Uh, Robert Morris being Kentucky in 2013 NIT first round. Just the fact that Kentucky so had to be the, in the uh, next one. Dan Marino going to Miami. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Pitt winning the national champion 76 to 77. Tony Dorsett breaks all-time rushing record 1976. Oh, and then goes to the Dallas Cowboys. Sorry. 28-point underdog Pitt beats West Virginia University to deny them a trip to the national championship 2007. I'll be honest. I didn't even know Pittsburgh had a football team, a college football team. 
So yeah, good they're called that. armpit. Oh, I knew they had one because, unfortunately, I think my high school was named, uh, their mascot was named after the same mascot as Pitt. Okay. Because when they came up with the mascot, Pitt was the national champion. So they said, well, champions must be named Panthers then. Grr. Yeah. yeah. Uh, bad idea of the week. Uh, number 289, rooting for Notre Dame. Such a bad idea. Bad idea. Bad idea. Bad. You know, speaking of Woody Hayes, he did say he was Notre Dame's best recruiter because when he would go into a recruit's house and he realized that he wasn't going to get them to come to Ohio State, he would then persuade them to go to Notre Dame so he wouldn't have to play them in Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. The other famous Woody Hayes quote about Notre Dame they, they when asked why he never scheduled Notre Dame to play, he said he didn't want to divide Ohio Catholics. Well, look at that. Good for him. He's always thinking of others. <laughs> that, that was nice of him. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. And going to a Catholic school in Ohio. Yeah. You yeah. learn to hate both Notre Dame and, no offense, Blake, You know what divides Catholics now? Yeah. <laughs> Pedophilia. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> not by no, that. No. Uh, I, think, I think 98% of them are still against no, it. No, no, no. I'm just saying the priest. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Check out Prinder. You, uh, you know what divides them now? A crowbar. Oh, what? <laughs> the priests? From, uh, oh, okay, bad idea boo. number 14, that joke. Roger says goodbye. Dungle. Goodbye. Dungarees. Addendum. Tonight's title. Let's see. I got stuff like log rolling and javelin toss. <laughs> yeah. Zombie you. Being a journalist in The Walking Dead. The Olympics ruin everything. Not nonfiction. I got a non. I got a nonfictional fictional episode. I got Bailey Icorn. Do you like Bailey Icorn? <laughs> Um, I thought I had more. And Dongle Trump. (laughs) (laughs) What's a dongle? And speech impediments are contagious. I do like that one. I had that one down. (laughs) I had uh, a non-fictional, fictional fictional podcast, or episode. I'm not going into that poll, and uh, I'll buy Portman stock. It was a weak one this week for me. Uh, I do like the speech impediments are contagious. You like that one, or do you like uh, a Donald Trump, or some not nonfiction uh, bit? Like, what do you think? Uh, I could go with the nonfiction or the dongle or the speech impediment. One of the three. Thanks. You're welcome. I'm going speech. Let's... All right, speech impediment. It is speech Great. impediment. Speech impediments are contagious. We could hobie our own title. <laughs> Great. Now I got spells impediment. Three. <laughs> Three titles for the one. For the price of one. one. We are the podcast that can't count. That's right.